This is Crossing the Line with Robert Stack. And in this podcast, we revisit the careers of retired hurlers and footballers. We get an insight into what made them tick, look at the highs and lows of their career, and relive some of their best moments on the fields. This podcast is sponsored by Dairy and Engineering Services Charleville, steel stockholders and suppliers. Thanks for joining us as we cross the line one more time and relive another great career. Welcome to episode 10 of Crossing the Line. This is the final episode of the series and we will be taking a break for a while after this. Our guest this week joins me from Southborough near Boston in Massachusetts and is exiled in the United States for the past 18 years. A clubman of my own, this man won an under-21A football championship and an examiner cup with the market. He won two junior A football championships in the hollow and a junior A football county championship in 1998. He won a county intermediate league in 2000 and played in the intermediate final for, with the market in 2002. He won two Sigerson Cups and a Colleges League with UCC. He won Munster and All-Ireland medals with the Cork footballers at minor and under-21 level. He played Cork Senior for eight years, winning three Munster Senior football medals and playing in the 1999 All-Ireland Final versus Mead. He represented the Hollow with the divisional team for years, playing in the 1998 County Final. A lethal forward, full of natural ability, strength and quality, welcome to Marco Sullivan from the market. Marco, you're more than welcome. Thanks, Robert. Delighted to be on. Um, been listening to the show now for the last few weeks. It's good to listen to, especially when you're uh, when you're abroad. Like it's great to listen to your old stories. Very good. Very good, Mark. And um, we've a nice bit to get through today, Mark. So I'm going to go back first of all and look at maybe your the Hollow GA career. And um, it was the first big win that you had with the Hollow was 1991, the Invitational Cup. Um, Morris England was the captain. I suppose, could you talk to us a small bit about that, that, the, the importance of the Invitational Cup to you and that, that win? Yeah, I mean, you know, I suppose as a young fella, all I wanted to do was play sport, Robert, you know, and, you know, mad about Cork football, mad about Dohalla football, and, you know, it was at, it was at the right time, you know, Dohalla got to the county final in 88, and, you know, John Fenton was in charge of him. And then, you know, I started going to all the, the hollow matches and I never thought I'd be playing for the hollow, to be quite honest with you. But, you know, the, the thing was in 91, I'm just after winning a minor medal with Cork, the hollow had won back-to-back county championships and John had set up this invitational tournament. And, you know, I suppose, thinking back at the time, I remember he was the, the, the big carrot that time was if you won, you'd get a, a whole set of new gear and stuff like that and tracksuits and stuff like that for winning. But I mean... Back then, that was a huge thing, like for us, like, and he put together a serious, serious team. But he also put together a serious tournament, like, you know, I think there was was it four Cork teams, four Kerry teams, and of course, living up where we do, Robert, like, <laughs> the chance to play against the Kerry team was, you know, it was huge, like, and um, we had great players. You said Morris was captain. I think we had Andreas, we had Kieran Lennon from Um, You know, I was probably doing this on the team. You know, I was still minor, but uh, they put me in full forward. I, I remember the final. Um, pretty well we played East Kerry you know Shemi, Shemi Minehan was playing I mean they had Pod Dunham from Dinflesk who would you know kick a free from anywhere inside the halfway line he was unbelievable for free taking I think Declan Keefe was probably in goals you know they had a really strong team and it could have been played maybe the 26th or 27th of December behind the knock and breathe 
it was a massive crowd, you know, Christmas time, people had no whole lot to do, or maybe, you know, kind of working off the turkey or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> massive crowd at the game. Um, you know, John Early, he came on as a soap, kicked two points for us to win by a point. It was, it was unbelievable. You know, I, I remember his marquee pretty strong, till I can't remember his name, but he got a... Definitely took a size of, a good size of a piece of my jersey with him afterwards, <laughs> I think. But you know, I, I remember getting the goal off in the first half, just lobbying and over decking up Keith and I was uh, thrilled with myself because, you know, it was Cork versus Kerry, like and that's what it was to us. And then of course we won, you know, John met the presentation or Rap More Credit Union and we John went into the dressing room and got all the gear and that was like when you were eighteen, it was brilliant. You know? And I, I suppose back one thing, you were already on the shop window here and you were a Cork minor, like but like that competition, even back in the early stages of it, that was very prestigious. Like John Finton did, he made that into a savage competition. He did. he did, and as I said, the rivalry, right? I mean, after that thing took off, I mean, you had the, the Nemo Rangers wanted to get into it. The, the Bishopstown were very strong in 21. They wanted to get into it, and they beat us in the final two years later. I remember, you know, we lost by a point to my finger, two points below, and the green in a pretty wet day. And, you know, that one stung too. Like, you know, I'd be losing those things. Like, it was an all-cork final, but at the same time, it was, you know, us against the City boys. Yeah. You know, and, you know, but it had huge prestige. You had Don, he's played in another couple of years because they were the, the West Cork champions. You had East Kerry, you had Lawn Rangers, you had Dr. Croaks probably at some stage. So, it, it, it was big and it was it was a great developing ground, right? I mean, and John, he was usually too for, for the senior team, like, because he was able to pick a couple of guys out every year and bring them up to the senior panel and get them training. I mean, actually... You know, it was like a little development school for him, and it, you know, it worked pretty well. You know, yeah. really good. I really enjoyed that. They were they were good years. Brilliant, and then a lovely medal to have in your back pocket. And I suppose we will oh, get back absolutely. to the we'll get back to the Cork story there. But I suppose um, 1992, then, as you mentioned, the uh, Holland were the county champions two years in a row, and um, you made your debut with the, the senior team in 1992. Um, I think you were 19 years of age, and you came up against Southern Van Rossa, Blow and McCroom. Um, like you were young there to be thrown into that level of football, Mark. Yeah. What do you recall about that game? You know, probably, I suppose, leading up to Robert. You know, I was called into the panel early in the year. But both we, school, were doing really well in the, the, the schools. We got to the All Ireland final. But I was going well, you know, with the Halloween training. But I always remember, you know, like over all the years of all the teams I played with, was probably, might have been the only time I was ever intimidated coming into a squad. Yeah. You know, I felt. You know, these guys were, these were gods, gods in the hollow, like, I was the, the young buck at 19 coming in, you know, <laughs> and, it, you know, as years went by, I played with the minors and the ones in Cork, but I, I always felt in my own mind I belonged there, but I, when I joined that the hollow team, it was weird, because I just felt, oh man, look at these guys, like, you know, you had the Jerome Melches, you had the Jerry Pats, and Morris and Niall in the corner, Sean Cullity, and then you had Denny and Jimmy and Niall and these guys, and I must say, I, I was fairly intimidated by it at the start. And um, I suppose partially, in one way, I was glad I didn't start that game because I was nervous about it. But I was delighted to get on. You know, unfortunately, we ran into a brilliant Skibbereen team in my debut, if you think about it, because they went down one the All-Ireland Club Championship. Um, yeah. There was nothing really memorable about the game for me. I got booked after about 30 seconds of them coming on, which is <laughs> probably was out of character for me. Like, but I think I... Anthony Davis went past me and I drew a swipe with him and took the legs from him and he got killed. But I got, a, I got a little, my name taken in the book and that was my very first game. You know, it's unfortunate because, and plus, you know, the Hollywood come off a four-year streak, Robert, as we talked about. They'd been in three county finals. They'd been in a, in a semi-final, you know. And, you know, for me personally, it was brilliant because I, I was such a big fan. I remember going to the 88 county final 
you know, thinking, oh, wow, this is unbelievable. At the hollow team in the county final, you know, they gave away two silly goals to Nemo the same day. And, you know, they were playing really well. And I remember that county final. I think that's his name. But and then Cormac Lennon from Bobby was having a stormer. He had to go off injured and it kind of disrupted him a small bit. Then, you know, there's a, you know, back in the day before the internet, Colin, uh, Robert, you know, you know, it was a newspaper, and I was a deadly man for newspapers. Like, I'd just read the sports sections, apart from horse racing, but I'd read everything. But I always remember from that 88 county final afterwards, John Fenton was interviewed, you know. And one of the things he kind of said at that time was that, you know, the hollow fo- we have great footballers in the hollow, and that we're here to stay. And it was true. And yeah. they played four, they played four big championships, and probably should have been in four finals. I mean, they got robbed against Gaston in 89, blow McCrew. Um, it was actually the first day I ever put on the hollow jersey. I played with the under 16s and I was playing midfield with uh, the great Dini Ryan from the market. And we went out, we were playing in Mokili. And Brian Cochran was midfield for uh, Mokili. <laughs> and now, when you're 16, you're only a young fellow, you're supposed to be. But he was already after playing two years minor hurling a car and in minor football. And he looked like, like he, he looked like a man of 22 or 3, and he was as big as one leg. And he was midfield, and I looked at Dini and he looked back at me, and none of us wanted to mark him. <laughs> he didn't mark him. And, you know, I had my own against him on the football side, but dear God, physically, he just blew me out of it. Like I wasn't, you know, I wasn't ready for that. I'll always remember it. You know, he was a big, he was a big boy, big, strong, great footballer. It was fun. But yeah, going back, you know, to Hollow, to '92. You know, you know they'd been on the road a long time, back-to-back championships. You know, great fellas, great team. So. You know, I always kind of, when I look back at my own career, sometimes I feel with both the Hala and the Cork Seniors, I came at the end of two very highly successful teams. Yeah. You know, we lost a few fellas in 92, 93. You know, Donald O'Connor from Martin Gree, Brendy Rory, a few of these guys were, you know, had kind of dropped out when I started to come in. Same with Cork, you know, it was at the tail end of the unbelievable team again that went from 87 to... 93 and five All-Irelands or six with the replay against me in 88. So I kind of came at the end of, I was in the middle of a transition period for both Cork and Dohalla because as it you know, transpired, we got back to the 80, 98 county final with Dohalla and Cork got to the All-Ireland in 99. I was kind of in the middle. Yes. Know, it was kind of a, it was a strange one, but it was great. I, I, I really loved it. I really loved playing in 1992, as I said. Intimidated a little bit at the start, but you know, the guys were good. Looked after me pretty well, you know. Yeah, you, you, and as I said, it was easier coming on as a sub in that first game. Yes, I think that starting as a 19 year old might be a bit green, a bit raw, you know. But so you, 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 you established yourself, Mark, in the next three championships. It was 1993, 1994, and 1995. And it was you lost to the Bars in 93, 94, you lost to Castlehaven in the quarter final, they went on and won it. 95, you lost to Bantry, the semi final, they went on and won it. Like, you still had the remnants of that team, but as you said, you had lost a few. Like, but you you, you became a very established member of that team for that. I suppose those three years after your debut. Yeah, I, you know, as I said, we lost a few fellas from that established team, but we had the core. You know, I was listening to Morris and I was listening to Jerry Pat talk about it there in your in your shows, and then you know, you still had Jerry Pat, you had Jerome Morris, Niall Kelleher, Danny. Jimmy was still hanging around, and even at the depth, Niall O'Connor was still there, which of course was huge for me because I was playing the full forward line with him, you know. But then you threw in the Aidan Keynes, the Paul Murphy's from Rockchapel, John Hurley, Donna Buckley from Jump Tariff, myself, Andreas from Jump Tariff. You know, we were coming through, we were younger, but you know, it was great to have that helping hands, a bit of experience, you know, on the sideline, you know, with Danny in the middle of the park still doing his thing, you know. So we were still, you know, it was still a great team. You know, 94. 
we got robbed above in Coachford in the, the quarter final. Um, you know, I was on. I, I had a broken collarbone at the time. I was on the sideline, but I always remember they got a free, a very dubious free at the end, about sixty yards out. And Larry Tompkins took about 10, 12 steps before he kicked it off his hand and just got it over the bar. I mean, he definitely robbed ten yards. Like, but I mean, hey, you're going to get away with it, why not? And then I actually came back. I played in the replay when, I, when the collarbone had healed up, and we kind of threw that game away too in the replay. Now they were a better team. Must we still had a chance? We missed a pretty good goal chance in the first half. That might have made a big difference. Um. 95, you know, 95, we played really well. Um, you know, we played, I think we played Ballon Colleague over in, might have been Bally and Ben Colley weekend in August. Um, good game, played well. Um, I was just asked coming off the substitute appearance in the Munster final with Cork, and I knew that I wanted to make the, the team for the Dublin match, so that was a big game for me. You know, I remember playing pretty well that night because, uh, you know, I was kind of fired up for that one. And then we played Bera below in. Done Manway, I suppose the week after we lost to Dublin in the Ireland semi final. And, uh, you know, we were up seven points at one stage and we almost blew it. They came back and scored four points or a goal and a point in the last two minutes. But we beat them in a great replay below there the following week. Anthony Cronin uh, from Knocknagree got an unbelievable goal and he threw the course out of there. I always remember the power of the shot he hit. Um, and I think my seven Jimmy got a point each at the very end to win by a point. You know, and, and we did this without Denny. And Denny hit both these. Uh, Achilles, I think, against Dublin, and you know we were kind of swapping around the midfielders and we were getting by, but you know we came up against uh, Damien O'Neill and McMoran from Bantry below in the semi-final McCroom, and we never really got to grips with midfield that day, and we could probably have won it, but you know they went down, beat, they came back, and I think they only beat us by a point maybe. The end, Robert, and they yeah. won the county. You know it was kind of tough. We, you know, we, you know, especially '94, '95, a couple of. You know, good chances probably to win even with the new fellas on board as such. Yes, you were very close. Like, and I suppose we we I know not um De Hollow in '96 lost to Clan, who went on and won it, and they lost in '97 to Bear, who went on and won it. But you weren't involved those years. But I'll I'll come back. I'll come back to. That's a contentious one, Robert. <laughs> we, we'll come back to that in a while, Mark, because there's a, there's another story there. Um, but I suppose just to rewind a small bit, we, we, you're, you you mentioned your involvement with the Cork Miners in 1991. There, you you had a, that brilliant year with that minor team, and I suppose the first thing I have to note, Mark, like how did that come about for you? Well, you know, it, it probably all started with the schools, Robert. You know, we had kind of been playing B football when I was in third year probably you know and and then all of a sudden we kind of went up to we won a B when I was in fourth year and I got a child with the, the Cork Vocational Schools and I met the panel for the, the Munster final against Kerry below in Fitzgerald Stadium and at the time of course like as back then politics was always good and alive at Cork football <laughs> I remember at the time Joe Carroll telling me that he says you know, John Hurley and myself and Dennis Green from Wargui were the guys travelling for trials, you know, and he told me at the end, he says, this is yourself and Hurley on, and he says, but you're fighting for one place and you only have one to be on, which was kind of ridiculous, really, when you think about it. the two of us should have been in the full forward line, if that's the way it worked. But John played, and I was a sub, and I came on for the full forward, Dennis Moss from McCroom, I came on, you know, for the last 20 minutes, so that was the first time I ever wore a car jersey. And the following year again, same thing, but we were going well. Um, we got to the county final against Bandon, which we threw away. We missed two penalties. I missed one with a minute to go. And that was a sore one, really, because we had a great team. And, and you know, the thing about that was with the Bogwee team was it was at the same time Do Hollow were doing as well, Robert. Yes. You know, and it was the same year as 1991. It was in December. It was like a month after the county finals. 
And we were like a miniature Dahala team. If you're, if you're like kind of a West Dahala, really, you know, without the Cantor or the Mill Street kind of side of things. And we had great support. But we came back, the, you know, we came back in that final and probably should have won it. And I got a Cork minor trial then in January, alone Donrill, of all places. <laughs> and I was playing full four for Bohap And for some reason, they picked me midfield in the trial. So I went out and I did reasonably well now. And then the Cork Vocational School team came back and they put me back full forward. And we were playing Clare in March below on Castle Island on a brutal cold day. And we were in fair trouble for a lot of the game. And they actually brought me out midfield and I stayed there. And then the Cork Miners came back. And, you know, the Cork Vocational Schools team at the time, we got to the final and won it. And I was I played midfield with Shawnee Barrett from Mill Street, probably the last to hollow hall midfield pairing in Crow Park. But, um, but I, I do remember we used to play St. Faulkner's and Skibreen and they won the All-Ireland Colleges the same year and they had Pat Hagerty and Faulkner Collins as their midfielders. Yes. And literally, it was like an audition for the Cork Minor midfield. And, you know, I was the third-choice midfielder. Shawnee went wing forward with the Cork Miners and I was the third-choice midfielder. And I met the squad, but it was pretty well made known to me that I wasn't going to be playing midfield. And to be fair, Pat and Faulkner were like six foot four. They were the best midfielders in the county. They were unbelievable, you know. But funny enough... You know, we played, I think, Limerick in the first round. I came on as a sub after about 20 minutes and won the last get injured midfield. And then I was named in the subs for the Waterford game again. And I arrived to the pitch below in Middleton. I had been down in, gee, I was blowing Tremor playing in the Monster Boys Golf Championship. <laughs> <laughs> they knew that, they would have killed me. But <laughs> I came up and arrived to the stadium. And the next day I was told I was starting because one of the boys was injured. So I played the whole game. And then we played Kerry in Fitzgerald Stadium in a kind of a, a weird one, really, because... They had changed the way the draw was done back then and the, the minors and the seniors didn't correspond. So Cork had lost Kerry in the semi-final. So it was actually a, a Kerry-Limerick senior final and we were playing before him. Now I got no run that day and we beat Kerry. Beat him well, actually, no enough. He'd not scored and reflected we beat him well. You know, and I was like, Damn, I might not get any game here now for the rest of the year. Like, you know, because if the boys don't get injured, I wasn't going to play. Yes. But um, as fate had it, about three weeks later before we played the Ireland semi-final against Donegal, we played Kildare in Fromoy and um, Faulkner was playing with Little Island Rovers in the championship the same night so I got my game midfield and I was marking Niall Buckley from Kildare who went on to be a pretty you know one of their big guns but Aaron Niall was a kind of a <laughs> he couldn't care less you know yeah. and he left me run up and down the field all day and I got 1-9 from midfield so I was like I have to get a game next week somewhere I, you know I wasn't sure but I said I have to get a game you know the funny thing is I went off to, to, to Turles after the game to, to Fela. And this is prior to any mobile phones, Robert. Like, <laughs> and Father McCarthy, the manager, rang my mother's house on Sunday looking for me. And of course, she couldn't tell him I was gone off to a <laughs> festival in Tipperary a week before an Ireland semi-final. But she was smart enough. She told him I was done with the grandmother's minding her. And he wouldn't be back till Monday. And they had no phone. <laughs> so, it was, you know, on Monday evening he rang again and I was home, thankfully. And uh, I always remember he asking me, you know, do you want to play Sunday? Which, of course, I, I responded pretty quickly. I said, look, I'll play goals. There's no problem. I don't care. Just let me play. Yeah. So, they actually picked me full forward. And I played against Donegal. I scored a point. But I spent most of the game actually centre forward and actually midfield because Joe Cadden got injured. And he was actually in there all the way up to the Ireland final, actually. And in the All-Ireland final, they swapped me and put me centre-forward and put Joe full-forward because he wasn't, he wasn't firing in all cylinders, you know. So it was great. I mean, I suppose in the All-Ireland final, I suppose a lot of people remember I like, probably missed about three or four goals. I met Barry Heffernan, the Mayo keeper, looked like he was a, a world-beater, you know. <laughs> but 
you know, I got the last point of the matter at the end. You know, that was a big win for us. It was great. I mean, when you're a minor, you're playing in front of 85,000 people in Crow Park. It's pretty special, like. Yes, and like, I suppose, Mark, the one thing I'm looking there, you know, Alan McCarthy was the captain there from Nemo, but, like, to look at the players, you Kevin O'Dwyer in goals, you Joe Kavanagh there, we mentioned, like, Kevin Harrington there from Bentry, Podsy O'Mahony, Fockner Collins... Um, yeah. I, I, obviously, you're the, the, the hollow man there was Shawnee Barrett, which he, uh, Brian Corcoran, I suppose he was he didn't he was a hurler and a footballer there for a good few years after that even like you know but a lot of these fellas went on and played Cork senior like for a long time after. They did, and the the, the thing as I mentioned there, like when the, the Cork vocational schools, you've played fatness of those two teams, and we both won all Ireland's. Nine of us played in the Ireland minor final, you Jeez. know, from those two teams. It, it was just the way it went. You know, Faulkner said Pat and, and Faulkner Collins and Kevin Dwyer and Paul O'Rourke and we had Shawnee Barrett and myself, Brian Murphy from Clan, Tygo Glinch, my cousin from, from Glen Moyer, you know, and there was one other guy and like there was nine of us from those two All-Ireland winning teams went down and one All-Ireland minor and as you said, like, when I look back in that team, Donald Callan played senior for Cork, Brian Murphy, Brian Cochran played for Cork, Tygo played senior for Cork, um, Faulkner and Pat both played senior for Cork, Joe, myself, Kevin Harrington, Paul O'Rourke all played under 21 and senior for Cork after that so you know that was a great that was a great team that, was, uh, that you know kind of stayed together for a good time yeah and I suppose that'll bring us on there because that team three years later Mark you were after winning the All-Ireland Minor and the Munster Minor obviously and um like you came on in 1994, you were champ, or it was you were favourites. You were favourites for that under 21 championship in 1994, and you drew Kerry in the first round. And it was that yeah. was that was the biggest test of the, the well, the biggest test of the Munster championship anyway. And you beat them two twelve to one ten, and you got two three that day from corner forward. Yeah, it's I, I remember I remember that whole championship very well because first of all, you know, you know I. I I had felt that I should have been on the one team the year before. You know, I was I was pretty pissed off over it, to be honest with you. And in fairness to John Fenton, the year before, you know, before we played the Bars, Dohalo played the Cork in 21s in a trial match. And he said to me, you know, he laid down the law to me. He told me, look, this is your trial. This is where you have to do it. And he played me wing forward. And I remember the night blowing, I think it was Carragher and I kicked five points from play. And I said, OK, you're going to have to call me up, you know. But they didn't. And, you know, 11 fellas from one club, were on that Cork and one panel which was unheard of it was a bit much and they, they lost the Munster final to Kerry in 93 by a couple of points and Kerry you only got beaten by a pint in the Ireland final and that even made me more pissed off to be honest with you because there was a couple of fellas who probably should have been on that team so I was pretty determined by 94 I was going to be on the, the Cork and ones and for me at the start it was great John Fenton got the job yes. you know I thought you know, but John let me know very quickly that if I thought I was going to get on the team because he was sure it wasn't going to happen and he made me work extremely hard to make it. But, I, you know, in hindsight, hindsight was great. The mistake I made in 93 was I didn't play Sigerson for UCC. It was my first year, and uh, Nico Duarson, John, was training us. And he asked me to come training, and I wouldn't. I felt that I should only play fresher football. But I didn't really understand the significance of Sigerson. But it was, you know, that was a huge shop window for Intercounty. And I should have played. In 94, I didn't make that mistake. I played Sigerson, and we won. And that put me in the, you know, that put me in a good position to get on the team. But like even right up to the game against Kerry, you know, John John used to always be you know, we used to go to the match and I used to travel with him all the time, Eddie Coleman used to come with him a lot from Barry Desmond and we used to have a great crack in the car, but you know, he kept telling me you're not on the team, you know, that door and <laughs> But um, you know, I played pretty well in the trial the couple of challenge matches coming up to it and um 
you know, I was delighted to be playing against Kerry. And the thing was, we were going on to we were going on to Tralee. You know, I don't think we'd beaten them in Tralee in 13 years or something at under 21 level. And you know, they'd been to the All Ireland final the year before. Cody Shea was training them. You know, Seamus Mine was just back from injury because he got injured playing with us at UCC. They had a good team, a very good team, but we got off to a great start. We, we, you know, we had Pat Hagerty had moved into full forward, and that was probably the the big thing for that team. He was an unbelievable target man, you know. And I played corner forward alongside him and Kevin Harrington for the bench. And like the amount of ball we got off him was unbelievable. But yeah, in, in, like in the first 20 minutes, I like, two goals scored, you know. Um, I remember we got a penalty. And, you know, I used to take the penalties for UCC. <laughs> I was putting the ball down Seamus Moyne and walked up next to me and started pointing at the keeper telling me where I was going to put it. Because <laughs> I knew I'd put it to the keeper's left. And uh, I was like, oh, crap, I've got to change. So I just hit the thing as hard as I could and did nothing on the side of the crossbar. It looked great, but I had no idea. <laughs> but, yeah, it was a great win. You know, Like the full forward line that day, Mark, got 2-8 out of 2-12. And, yeah, and I suppose one thing to note there as well, Johnny Buckley from Knock Degree was the other Donald man on, on that team. He was after getting himself yeah. into that team at that stage. Well, yeah, John, he just came out of winning an all a minor the year before, but he was after playing brilliant in the Sigerson in 94 in the final like, against uh, Queen's. He probably scored three or four points in a, a paddy field above him in uh, UCD. And, uh, you know, he had to play because he had a huge work rate and everything. And, you know, we had a great team. I mean, Pazzi went off injured in that game early. Johnny Clifford came on, he was a great player. So we had great players because we lost players that year, that whole championship, but we still had great fellas to come in and replace, you know. But uh, yeah, the full forward line, the great team of that team was when we got the ball midfield, there was no messing. It was just sent into us, you yeah. know. It was just sent into us, especially with Pat, the full forward. I mean, Pat was 6'4", and he was built appropriately, and he had a great football brain, you know. He'd win if he'd pass it, and he could also score, you know. I think by the end of the year, Pat and myself were probably our two top scorers for the whole championship, you know. And that's just the way we played, and that's the way John encouraged us to play, you know. And it was great. Um, of course, I broke my collarbone after that, and I missed. We played Tipperary actually after Kerry. Yes. And I played pretty decent that night. No, I got a goal and four points, and we gave them a bit of a schmozzling in the end. But then I broke the collarbone. We beat Waterford. Tompkins was training them, actually. <laughs> we beat them below in, in Fairfield. Um, and then we played Leash in the All-Ireland semi-final. No, I didn't start. Um, my collarbone wasn't fully recovered. I had it strapped up all right. But um, I'll always remember we played Leash in a challenge match in March. And uh, there was a bit of a there was a bit of a free-for-all in the match below Ballon Colleague. And the tournament was actually quite nasty. Actually, it was as nasty as I've ever seen or been involved in a free-for-all. So there was no love lost. But John... And the boys been smart enough to talk about goat heating fellas or anything like that. It was about playing fast football. And to be honest, that display that night blown Rick, I'd say was one of the best displays of football I've ever seen. I didn't get on the field, but I mean, watching from the sideline, it was unbelievable. We gave them a desperate hammering. I yeah. mean, I think we might have scored 121 or 122 or something. Yeah, like 121 football. to six points. Yeah. yeah, at that level, to play that kind of football was incredible. Now, there's a danger with that too, as you get to the final then, you have to reproduce... And we played Mayo, and I was named on the subs. You know, it still wasn't recovered, and you know you couldn't take you couldn't take Johnny Clifford or Paul and Rourke out of the corner for position because they played so well against Leash, and they were doing great. And we started like a house on fire against Mayo. Pat got a goal, I'd say inside thirty seconds. Pat Egerly, and it looked like we were going to run away with it. But like the other minor final against them three years previous, they kind of came back with us, scored a penalty, same thing, got back into the game. But John, John called me at twenty-five minutes to go. Myself and Nick Moran from Banshee, God bless him. Um, you know, 
when I came on, I did pretty well actually in the final. I played centre forward, which kind of freed me up a small bit. I wasn't getting as many bangs on the shoulder, probably. And I always remember, <laughs> I remember going before the game, putting a big uh, strapping on my right shoulder as well as my left, and letting the right one show out. So the top of my right shoulder was actually Boston, it was actually my left one in Boston. <laughs> I remember <laughs> Kenneth Martin were trying to hop off my right shoulder and laughing at him. Look, these things had to be done, like. And but, I suppose uh, we kicked on. You, we Mark, kicked on. You, you had met them in the minor final, like, and so you were very familiar with this team as well. You'd, you'd kind of just beat, barely beaten them in the minor, like, so there was yeah. fierce familiarity there. There was, and, you know, McDonald was playing well at the time from James Nallon was going really well. You know, the Martin was going well. They had you know a couple of guys who played here. Morris Sheridan was going well for them guys. So it wasn't like they were unknowns, like. And they came back into that game, but man, we did kick on. Um, Johnny Clifford kicked a couple of massive points near the end, and I mean, we won by seven points in the end. I think uh, Robert, you know, and we were a much better team. And that was that was a great team. I always remember Brian Cochran saying after the game. I think he was interviewed either on TV on the Sunday game or something, but he always said that was the best team you ever played. Yeah, you know, and that was that was a fair compliment, and I, I'm sure John, John Fenton got a great kick out of that one because we did play great football. Yes, you know, we did, and there's no other way to, to say it. We did play great football for the whole year. We were deserving champions, really. And I suppose one other note there, um, Damien O'Neill is a captain from Bentry who was very familiar uh, in years <laughs> later on. But um, there was also in the Mark and there, Kieran Quilter was involved that year as well. Mark and your yeah. great well, friends Kieran, with Kieran, like yeah, well, Kieran, Kieran was like. I mean, I'll always remember it as long as I go. The 93 All Ireland final against Derry, Cork Miners, uh, the senior final, but the Cork Miners won. I suppose they beat me, I think, in the final. And I always remember I could see him up in the stand, 100 yards away from me, when he should have been on the, probably should have been on the pitch for the Miners, because he had been on the Miners. But John Fenton knew his quality and bought him in. And he was brilliant. He was brilliant. And I mean, like he, he was desperate and lucky. I you know I was, when I was listening to Jerry Pat a few weeks ago, you know, Jerry Pat came up against John Curran's. Kieran was going full back and we'd Brian Cochran. You know, <laughs> you know, desperate unlucky, like. Yeah. And Kieran, Kieran, Kieran was well able to hold his own, like, as he proved against, you know, John just a couple of times when he played full back for Dahala over the years that he was well able to, to mind the house, like, you know. And it was great. It was great to have two Newmarket fellas winning an Ireland and 21 medal, like. Yeah. You know, it's great for the club because we'd been through a, you know, very. We were, Danny had won in 89 and 90, and I won a minor in 91, and then Kieran came out of myself in 94. We, we were we were kind of hot at the time, like, in, in the club, because like, fellas were expecting all Ireland's all the time. <laughs> you know? But it was, it was great. It was great to have a. And we travelled we travelled the country together with John, because there was days sometimes during the 21s, we'd, we'd play a game with the 21s on a Saturday morning, and then John would put us in the car, and we might drive to Limerick to play with, against for the hollow, you know, a challenge match against some team from Clare or something. and myself and Kieran and I think John Paul might have been involved at the start of the year on the squad as well like so we had you know it was, it was and Johnny Buckley of course yeah so they were, they were great days you know he didn't care about playing two matches and you know it was, it was, it was fun we were young and fit then of course so. <laughs> yeah an unbelievable an unbelievable few years there under Adric Cork and we'll come back to the senior days in a, in a minute Mark but I suppose 94 was such a big year um, all around um, but the UCC story you were with you um with the, the college, and you won, the, you did win that Sigerson Cup in in 1994, and you were actually man of the match in that final, and you were the top scorer. You got one two in that final. You beat Queens one nine to two five. Um, like I suppose, what did what did playing with that UCC team mean to you? Well, yeah, as I said to you earlier, I made a huge boo boo in that play in in the first year I was in college. I should have gone training and stuff, and you know, I got in my own worst enemy, I got my own way, like sort of thing. But 
I knew in '94 that was the that was the passport to you know being seen for the county side. I guess really, and we had an unbelievable team too, right? I mean, you know, we had the we had John Crowley, John Buckley, Seamus Moynihan, Mickey Dunham from Mallow, Audrey Creed from Bantry. All these guys were established players, you know. Ronan McCarthy was there. Uh, Niall Mangan from Kerry was there. We we had serious Jason Hooley and Fergie Caham, the two corner forwards next to me. You know, a lot of the years there, they were brilliant players. You know, in '94 was weird because I knew we had a chance we were going to play uh, Cork RTC as it was known, CIT, and they barely got past uh, University of Jordanstown. And of course, there was a certain K Quilter was playing for them. You know, <laughs> but he was playing full back, and I was playing centre forward for you to see at the time. And I kind of felt, uh, well, I won't be marking, you know, because I felt that would be very weird. You know, because I mean, first of all, we play in the same club and we mark each other in training a lot. But you know, we're, we're best of friends, right? Had been <laughs> for donkey's years. But I came out in the field in the Mardike anyway, and like that RTC team, that was that might have been the best Sigerson match I think I've ever played in. To be honest, with you. that RTC team had like you know Dini Callan, Brian Collins, Ezra Cleary from Castlehaven, Joe Cavan, and Martin Cronin from Nemo, Johnny Culty from the Legion in Kerry, Nemo or um one of the Hornets from Bishopstown and Quilter. And of course, we came out on the pitch, Mardike, I go in centre forward, who's centre back? But there he is, the old Quilter coming against me. Like, And I was like, Jesus. I, I, you know, I didn't know what to make it, Robert. It was very, it was a strange one because, you know, I was fired up for the game. And, you know, a lot of time, like, especially in Sigerson, it's, it's, it's hell for letter, like. And uh, well, how are you going to go down to the shoulder? And like, you know, hands and kind of get on with it. But luckily for me, actually, Robert, we had a very big full forward. His name was Niall Fleming, Bishopstone. And uh, he was a big man now. And he was causing a wreck at the start of the game. So Liam Hodnett, who was training RTC, put Kieran back in full back and he quieted him down, to be fair to him. But it kind of freed me up a bit because I played pretty well after that. <laughs> but that was a great game. We were down. We were down a point. With, in the first minute of injury time, and I got a free up in the left corner up by the, the road in the Mardike. And that was that, that was pressure on that kick and they kicked it and we, we levelled and we won the kick out and Johnny Clifford blew one over about 50 yards he was a sub allowed to remember because he felt he should have started like a lot of fellas because we had so much talent but I remember he, he let the, uh, he let our manager know in the dressing room I can't repeat what he said no on your show <laughs> it's folklore and UCC what he said to him <laughs> you know so, but it was great like we won the Sigerson we beat Galway, Seamus Moynihan broke his job up in Salt Hill the following week, we won by a point. Um, we beat Jordanstown, we'd probably, I'd probably played much better in that game in the final because the Sigerson was on over one weekend, Saturday, we beat Jordanstown well in the semi and in the final we played Queens who were the champions. I mean they had, uh, you know, Anthony Toll was midfield and Dermot Marsden was their full forward and they were they were pretty good now, alright. Uh, um, and I pretty much played most of that game midfield, I was actually marking Toll for most of the match. Um, I, just, I probably pissed him off royally all I did was jump up on his back and break the ball away from him <laughs> I got a few clatters from him in the second half alright but I didn't care um, but we got a penalty to start the second half and I ended up to take it and there was a call Brewster who went down playing for Fermanagh at the time I remember he coming out and we had white jerseys on which was brutal the mud and dirt in the field that day was shocking like, and he rubbed his gloves on the ground and came up and he rubbed them down my face before I took the penalty, but I, I decided I wouldn't blink. I wasn't going to make a deal. I was just with the mud in my face, and I slotted it. I had a few verbals with him right on the way out. A few words <laughs> in his ear. Left him not to where the ball was. But, you know, that was an unbelievable win. Especially when we didn't have Seamus playing, you know, after breaking the cut in. He was out in the sideline with his, uh, his jaw wired, and he running around the place like a lunatic. But it was, it was a great win, you know. And, and that, 
that that helped me that helped me tremendously to you know to get on the interview one team as I said and also I probably got on Billy Morgan's radar at the same time you know yes and we look at that because you did make your debut with the Cox Seniors in '94 and we'll come to that in a minute but it was 1995 year you mentioned Seamus Moynihan was missing in '94 with the injury but you came up you were Sigerson champions and in '95 you made it two in a row and Seamus Moynihan actually got man in a match in that final um it was yeah. J- Johnny Clifford and Johnny John Crowley there were the were the main men that day they had four points each in that final yeah unbelievable again same kind of thing we had a couple of tough matches earlier on and then we played Jordanstone in the semi-final in the Mardike you know and I love playing the Mardike but you know I was getting to the stage where I was getting conscious about fellas I'd be marking uh, Brian Burns who was the all-star fullback from down at Wendell Ireland senior year before was fullback and I said there's no better way now to you know let's get a good game on this guy and who Billy be at the match like and I you know I probably had one of my best games I refused to see in that game you know we gave them an awful trouncing they were a good team we scored 117 probably on a Saturday and uh you know, it was. I think it might have been our centenary year or something. So that's how we got the figures. It was a big deal to us, you know. And um, the final then blown Parky Ring. It probably one of my worst games. You see, I missed the penalty in the end. Seamus gave a display that day. That you know, it just again legendary stuff for UCC. Like and the boys, Johnny and um, and Clifford came came of age. You know, a lot of scores. We were a better team. We only won by a couple of points or a point in the end, but we were a much better team. Than them, you know, but it was great to win Sigerson at home. You know, tomorrow. Yeah. You know, it was brilliant. I remember Moskeen was up there. It was, it was, it was, it was great. Doctor Khan was there afterwards, and you know, just all fellas from UCC. And it was, it was great to be kind of in the same vein as them guys that we had got our Seagulls and Cups. You know. And Mark, was it? Um, it was your studies were important at the time, but was the Rock Bar as busy then as it was now, or where used you go after? Or was it the Western Star? Well, we, we we kind of I suppose we were we were we were Washington guys. We always got to the Wash. That was our big place to start. But by the end of college football, it was the Western Star. You know, where I ended up working for a couple of years, but yeah, you know, studies, studies were studies. I, I failed the odd exam here and there. My mother thought was this way, but you look, and um, you know, there was a lot going on <laughs> on and off the field. I suppose. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, we had a great bunch. That's the one thing I will say. Friends for life. You know, in that UCC team. You know, we came from Cork and Kerry, you know, myself and mine, and you always say to each other, okay, we'll park, you know, until the 17th of March, but after that, you know, Cork and Kerry's around the corner, and then we'd go our separate ways again, it was locked over, like, and that's the way it worked, you know, and it was never a problem, you know, it was just the way it worked. Yeah, and it was, they were a famous UCC team, that double, like, but um, 1996 in um, UCD... <coughs> beat you in that final in the semi-final of that mark and I suppose that brought an into that rain but you did have a great run in the, the county championship in Cork and I think Des Cullinan there I suppose a man that's given an awful lot to Cork football he yeah. was the manager that year um, with yeah, St. Nick's and the Glen Des was manager from the 94-95 team as well like, and he was Des was very shrewd he knew what he had you know he let fellas play football he knew what, what to do he minded us which was a hard job with some of us but um yeah, Des put in a lot of work. And that 96 team, of course, you know, we should never have lost to Sigerson. We were four points up in injury time. And Trevor Giles kicked the ball into the square and ended up in the back of the net. And he caught the puck out and put it over the bar and they beat us next time and won the final easily. So we kind of, I think, out of that loss, we kind of decided we'd give a crack at the championship. And of course, I was under fierce pressure having played with Dohalo. John Bucky was still playing with UCC at the time. And, you know, a couple of Kerry boys were coming under a bit of pressure. And, 
I, I kind of I remember I was doing my final year exams and I used to, to I kind of said look I'm going to skip the first holiday game and I better pass my exams first time around I didn't want to be studying over the summer and then you know can't Bush came to show I decided to go play with UCC maybe in hindsight might have been the smartest move but at the time when you're 21 or whatever and you know it was probably the first time I lived in Cork too you know I didn't come home to the market I said it might be the easier way to do it we had a great team you know we got a couple of extras Carl Dwyer came in because some came in and started playing with us Frank Lone Claire Hurler came in playing with us you know I mean nobody gave us a chance against Nemo up in Parky Ring it was a bank holiday weekend in August nobody gave us a chance and um, you know Seamus and Johnny Crowley who couldn't play a party wouldn't let him play because they were playing the other semi final right enough the following weekend with Kerry but uh, geez, we gave a great display um, I remember Michal Cronin from Balivorni getting two crackers of goals like you know and I was playing full forward and I had a good game against Nemo I, I tended to play well against Nemo for some reason they, <laughs> they hated me for it but I you know I always told them fucking because I hated you lads because I respected you you know yeah. because Nemo were the you know, they were the the guys who measured us up against in Cork and the yes. like you know, and it was great. And then all of a sudden we were in a county semi-final. And we played a very good Bayer team below in uh, Wolftown Park in Bentry. And of course we had no supporters. And I'd say the whole Bayer Peninsula was in Bentry that day. And like the Kiranis Lundin got a goal from about 60 yards on our keeper. Made a bit of a football and went in. But um, about three minutes to go, I got a ball. And I was just going to pick it out of the bar and I heard a call from behind me. Michal Cronin like, took a step inside, popped it over the full back. Michal dribbled it into the back of the net. Like, he was going really well at the time. And we won by a point. It was a great win. And obviously we were in county final. And, you know, we were playing Clan. And the thing about it, I always remember that was the final. It was supposed to be on the first Sunday before we went back to college, which was fine for us, right? It was perfect. And we were going well. I think we played Clan Mill commercials or something in the in a challenge match up the, up the country like a week before and we were motoring all cylinders and we got to Clarny for a bit of training and I felt that we had a great chance but the craziest thing was that of course old Parky Creek got flooded and they put it off for two weeks which didn't really suit our college lifestyle of the first month back in college as you can well imagine <laughs> so training kind of declined for two weeks <laughs> um, you know but we were beaten by our team Clan were more hungry than us in the day I remember well you know I remember a unique situation in that final was that the fellow marking me here with Dr. Jim McCall and myself, we share a house in Cork. So we were marking each other in a county final, you know. And he probably got the better of me the same day because I had a poor match. Uh, well, we all did actually. We, you know, we kicked the law off a lot of way. We probably should have been seven points at half time and gave Tom great heart. And Terry Dillon got a great goal. And, you know, they just held on. We just couldn't couldn't put it together. The shame, really, because that would have really, I think, put the icing on that particular bunch of fellas, you know. We had a, a core of fellas that had played in those three Sigersons. And if we want to count you, I think, you know, as I as I was mentioning, like Moskine and these guys, when you read the history from the 70s, they all had a county championship to go with their Sigersons. Like, that would have been nice, yeah. you know. Because I know a lot of the fellas that won in 99 with UCC, you know, it's a nice one to have, you know, with the college. Yes, and I mean, I suppose you were you only lost by two points after one nine to ten points. like, But it was a, a brilliant three years, really, for, for the college, I suppose, you know. <laughs> But it was. It was. It was weird because I played with college '97. I did a post grad, but the core of that team had gone, you know. I think we lost in the first round of the Sigerson to University of Limerick. It's actually the only time I ever got sent off in my career. Uh, the great Paddy Russell, Paddy and myself were great friends for some reason. <laughs> Paddy, I think, booked me 15 times in my career, and I was. I, I don't think I could hardly be called a dirty player, Robert. I don't know, Paddy Ellis had this thing if a cornerback pulled your jersey, he'd put both of you, you know? And he, smart cornerback, knew that. Like, yes. But uh, he sent me off, I got sent off, deserved you, I got sent off, and got frustrated. But that ended my Sigerson career. I was in there, you know. It was a shame, a bad way to go, really. 
I know, but I suppose the only thing, Mark, you had the medals in your back pocket, so it was a bit easier probably to... to I'd love love to know where they are now. (laughs) (laughs) So my mother has them somewhere. No, I suppose just to to, to move on there, Mark, to the 1994, like we mentioned now, the the Sigerson Cup, and you'd won under 51 with Newmarket, and um, we'll mention that in a minute, and you had had mentioned that Billy Morgan there was... um, was watching these games and things, and you actually made your senior debut in 1994 versus Kerry, and um, in the semi-final, I think, of the Munster Championship there, and you actually kicked the point. Um, you were coming into a team here, like, full of, I suppose there was players there, with all the medals, John Kearns, Niall Cahillan, Shea Fahey, your club man, Danny Cullity, midfield, um, Larry Tompkins, centre-forward outside you. You had... Don Davis there and I suppose Paul McGrath and Colin Corkery were left and right of you. Like this was a big stage now to be coming in here as a a twenty one year old. It's funny. It's funny. I, I mean I remember how like it, it was weird in the way the way that whole year kind of worked out for the Cork scene because Cork we're in division two in the National League and we just won the Sigerson and um Cork were playing loud in the National League and had to win the game to get to the to win to get to the second place in Division 2 and back in the way the National League worked was the top four in Division 1, top two in Division 2 and the Division 3 and 4 champions got to the quarterfinals of the league so it was a big deal because there was a bit of money associated with two when you got to the league as I found out from the way the economics worked for Cork football but um, it was a big deal and Nemo in the All-Ireland Club final so we were down a few players I got a phone call one night from Billy Morgan out of the blue asking me would I come down training on a Tuesday night and I said of course I'm delighted of course went down and you know, as things transpired, as I found out every Tuesday with Billy, he'd name the team for the game Sunday. That's the way it always worked for championship and league matches. So he named the team and he said, I was a sub, but I was, I was kind of, I was taken aback by it. I thought, dear God. So I went away up to load and on the Sunday. <laughs> I made a few mistakes that day. Robert is a greenhorn young fellow in the squad. <laughs> First of all, you know, I was outside kicking the ball around with the boys before the game, but the rest of the subs ran back to the dugout very fast and I didn't. Because I figured out back then, Frank, the great Frank Murphy would sit in the dugout and there was only one spot and I was next to him. And oh, like, I suppose well, there's a lot written and said about Frank over the years, but one thing Frank was, was a very passionate Corkman and that deadly man on the sideline. And like, oh my God, I got my ears open. He was shouting and roaring. And the same day, John Cleary from Castlehaven missed two penalties and we lost the match. And I remember Frank Shorey out of Billy, he's never to take a penalty again. And this is the same John Cleary that scored two penalties against Dublin in the 89 semi final. So that was a bit of a, a rude awakening for me. I didn't get any game time, but I was delighted. I was delighted. Like, I mean, get the jersey, get the tracksuit, playing for the seniors. Like, it was, it was amazing. And I, the other thing I remember with that game, Robert was coming down, we got fed in Port Leash. And uh, then we had some chicken and a bit of vegetables and spuds or whatever. Like, and. Um, one of the waiters says to us afterwards, he says, Led, you were supposed to get steak, but those three fellas in here about an hour ago at their dinner and told us to change it to chicken because <laughs> we didn't qualify for the league. Oh, <laughs> so Jesus. That was, a, that was a bit of an eye-opener for me. But, uh, era, you know, it was fun. But, you know, I kind of, I went off the panel then, kind of. There was, you know, I wasn't really involved. And then a month later, I got another call to come down to training. So off I went. And, you know, as the summer started, I was going back to the market after college and I started the, the, the routine for three years of getting into the car at five o'clock with Danny Cullity and heading up the up the Mallow Road and into training. We'd always arrive early. Danny was always great meant to get there early. He'd always go for the, the rub down and stuff. And I'd go out, like, like you know, <laughs> delighted with myself on the field early. But, you know, I got to meet fellas. You got to know fellas like John Kearns, God bless him. You know, 
John used to be out there practicing early and I'd go out and then eventually you know, I'd start taking shots and I was thrilled with myself here was a guy that used to be going down the train to the All-Ireland from 87 to 90 here I was taking shots on John Kearney <laughs> it was brilliant yeah. you know, I couldn't but it's funny because I was playing really well with the ones but I didn't think obviously I was going to get a go with the seniors because you know Colin Corkery Paul McGrath as you mentioned right and Pat Hagerty was going really well as I said and he was doing really well as a target man but we played Galway about two weeks before the Kerry game in the Challenge match in Limerick and I started full forward so I found it a little weird you know but I knew John was on the way back so I just go so I played played pretty well now the same day and uh, you know came back in for the Cork A versus B which we used to do a lot in Billy's time and I was on the B team kind of expected to be on the B team and you know didn't take no notice and the team was named I was named as a sub and I was thrilled because I was kind of half worried I wouldn't even make the the final cut of 22, like, you know, because we were 28 fellas in the squad. And, um, but all week long, there was talk that John o wasn't going to make it. He was named 14. And I assumed that Pat was on the subs as well. I just assumed Pat would go full forward. I still get a shot at it maybe in the second half or something. But, you know, Billy, with his great man management, of course, said nothing to me. When I arrive up on Sunday morning to parking ring for the kick around, we used to kick around there and go down to parking queens. And he just walked over to me, put the hand on the shoulder, looked at me, says, 14. I said, yeah. He said, you good? I said, yeah. And that was it. <laughs> you know, I didn't know what to think about it. And it was great. I, I, you know, the funny thing about it was, I wasn't, a bit, I wasn't worried. I suppose the fact that he hadn't told me either helped. But I wasn't worried. I felt that's where I belonged. You know, yeah. some might sound a little cocky, you know, and a bit arrogant about it. But I felt that I built myself up to get to that level. And, um, you know, down in the field, uh, there's a great photo of my mum in the house, you know, the team, and I looked like a baby. Yeah. I was the youngest in the team too, like, but I was a baby, like, standing there and like big red cheeks in me. And, but I was delighted. I mean, you're you're out in against Kerry. It's forty thousand people in Parky Quays, and it's you know it's a championship. Like there was no backdoor back then. This was real stuff. And I played really well in the first half for a fellow in his first game. You know, got a good point. Tompkins gave me a great ball. I got fouled three times. You know, and Corky put the ball over the bar, but. I made a fatal mistake probably the last one I got just before half time was Marty Anthony Gleason from Kerry and you know I was getting frustrated because he told me a few times where if I had got past him I was in you yes. know in on goal and sure that's the dream like scored a goal against Kerry but um, I remember I getting fouled and I kind of rolled the ball up in my hand and put it into his face which was a little bit stupid of me you know and uh, of course four minutes in the second half I switched to corner forward and Joe came on Joe Kevin he'd been injured remember at the time the big thing was you know he was sent to Lily Shaw over in England the FA to get fixed sort of thing but he came on and made a big difference but I won a ball and Gleeson was still marking him Joe and he came out across me and met me and of course broke my collarbone and uh, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Khan came on the field and he looked at me and said yeah you're gone made a signal to the sideline and walked off and left me there oh Jesus <laughs> we said John Zamblin's guys had to come on and carry me off but the, my best memory that was go to the hospital Jane Sullivan was in the car with me or in the ambulance actually we get up and there's nothing you can do for a broken collarbone and you put it in the sling and drive on and maybe an injection or right in the rear end I think I got maybe for the pain or something but I remember one of the one of the doctors running in Stephen O'Brien's just after scoring a goal and you know like we were down a bit Kerry got two early goals and Stephen O'Brien had got an unbelievable goal and Teddy Mack came on and kicked two points and we won so there was no pain but <laughs> uh, and I remember Anthony Gleeson came to Dan Horrigan's that night to see how I was did he? it was quite amazing he did uh, it was amazing you know I was inside with my I was after getting a snack box across the lawn I was eating the back of Dan Horrigan's <laughs> with my my collarbone up in the sling and my arm up in the sling it was funny and my dad was looking at me and <laughs> I won't say what he said I <laughs> know <laughs> it's was yeah. Mark, Mark like that was my, that, that was my debut and you went like you, that you won your first Munster medal like in, in that year 94 and 
I suppose they were a bit unlucky that Cork team, but they, they came up against a very good down team in the All Ireland semi final. But if, if you remember that game, Robert, started that game, it happened right in front of me in the in the old uh, Hogan stand. Um, Danny Cullen and Tony Davis clashed hits, and we had a great midfield at the time. And Danny was going great guns, and Danny actually had to be taken off because he his face was just wide open. He had to go get plastic surgery or stitches and stuff like that. And Tony Davis. Was going with a big headband. He was like, it was a World War One soldier or something, and it disrupted Cork that day because we'd actually started well. Uh, I remember well that day. Stephen Callan was after kicking a couple of great points, and Larry was going well, and then we gave away a silly old goal. You know, Mickey Lynn got in, and two of our defenders went after him, and he just popped the ball up to. I can't remember the full forward's name, but it was an easy. It was basically he fell onto it and tapped it into the net, basically. But you know, it was a shame because that team could have won the All Ireland. I think I think we would have beaten. I think it was Dublin they beaten the All Ireland. We were, you know, we were just as good as Down. No, Down were a great team, but we were just as good as them. And we great players still. You know, they were just at the end of their career, probably. You know, Larry wasn't getting any younger, and he'd been ravaged with injuries. Niall was the same. Niall Callan, you know, so you know, it was a shame really because I probably would have been back for the final. You know, at least yeah. been in contention. You know, because we won the under-21s in August, the, f- the football final wouldn't have been until third or fourth week of September back then. So, it was a shame. It was a good team, but that injury to Danny and Tony Davis actually really disrupted that team. Yes, and you came on then in 1995, and I suppose you, you could, like, John Kearns, um, like, was gone there now, and Kevin O'Doyle was in goals, Brian Corcoran was on the senior team. Um, again here but like you had a few of the other ones were starting to make the the team after 94 and you came on in that Munster final against Kerry and you, you actually had a great performance that day you got a point I think you would beat him 15 points to 1-9 behind in, in Fitzgerald Stadium like a very rare thing to get a win behind there like but that was a, that was your second Munster medal for senior football with Cork yeah that was uh, that was a great year I mean I think it came out against Clare in the semi-final and you know again me being me, probably thought I should have started, like, but I shouldn't have, you know, because I hadn't been really going too well early in the year. But I, I started to get going, came on, I played really well against Clare, and I thought I should start the Munster final. I wanted anyway, you know. But uh, <laughs> I tell you, I, going back to Billy naming the team on Tuesdays, you know, I was kind of up with Stephen Callan from Nemo, and Stephen was, <laughs> Stephen was cocky as could be, but he was a good footballer and all. But I remember. The, the papers were speculating that he was going to be starting, he was going to be the soap, and because he named the team, and Steve was in it, and I wasn't. And as we went off to do our customer two laps to warm up, he came up behind me, gave me a little tap in the ass, and he said to me, he said, sorry about that, kid. You know, kind of a typical cocky name, okay? <laughs> but I remembered it well, because, you know, when the team was named for Dublin, I was named, and I, I returned the compliment to him as we went around the field. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the Monster Final, yeah, I mean... You know, I, the one thing I remember that day was Denny Cullsey and myself went back and Denny was driving. I don't know, did we take a wrong turn or something in the way we were in the middle of Killarney? And it was crowds everywhere, like obviously, you know, it's, it's a great day, all the car pro travels at Killarney. <laughs> there was fellas banging off the car and, you know, because they recognised him, right? And they were tapping the car and I was like, dear God, I might we ever get to this girl's stadium, like. We got up there and, you know, sat on the bench and we made a bad start. Eamon Green scored a goal, I'd say, after about a minute. But we kind of got back into it, you know, and we were doing okay. And next thing, Billy says to me after 20 minutes, he's warm up. And I was kind of, dear, this is one injured. I couldn't see anyone injured. So I down the sideline, as you would like, and do a few skips and a few hops. And, and all of a sudden, he says, get ready. Took the tracksuit off. It was like 26 minutes gone. And in I was. Then the took off Stephen Cannon and brought me in. And the first three balls I got, we got three points out of them. I got fouled a couple of times. I set up Don. And I think I set up Joe for a point. And I was right into the swing of things. And actually, half time came too soon for me. Because I was going well, but we didn't. I always remember Billy just walked over and he says, just keep doing what you're doing. 
that's all he said to me. I got the first point of the second half, and you know, dropped the crucial ball near the end there when I probably would have been one on one with the keeper. But you know, it was great. I mean, Don Davis played brilliant that day. But as you say, like to get a winning in Killarney was tough. I mean, Cork haven't won in Killarney since yeah. twenty five years ago. Like, but uh, it was great. My Lutnell Callan was captain. It was a great speech, and you know, it was, it was really good that day. It was a hot day in Killarney. You know, it was brilliant. That was that was you no know, kind of come of age then, like. And I suppose Marky went down in. You played Dublin in the, that semi final in nineteen ninety five, and you were you were started in. You got two points set against Dublin, but I suppose that's one you do feel you left behind. Like Dublin won twelve, Cork twelve points. Yeah, I mean, it's a weird one. You know, we, we had a great midfield and Liam Honan and Danny. You know, and both of them got injured in the first five minutes. I mean, Danny did his uh, he his ten minutes and played the whole match. You know, and Liam got a probably a knock in the head. I'd say he was semi concussed for half that game. You know. <laughs> and we ended up bringing on Shea Fahey, who wasn't, had kind of dropped off the panel and really wasn't, didn't have the legs that he had before. And, you know, Sherlock got the goal, Jason Sherlock got a goal after about 22, 23 minutes, which kind of knocked the steam out of us because we were going well. We were five t- points to two up, you know, and myself and Colin and Joe were having a field day in the full forward line if we got the ball. We had to measure the boys inside. But in the second half, Dublin shut up, you know, shut up. They stopped the ball coming into us. They kind of took over the half back line. They, they played it smart. And then McGalvin kicked four points like Mick Galvin probably hadn't kicked four points in the five years he played before that like, but he kicked four <laughs> points that day just one of those things like and you know they they won the All Ireland which was very sore really afterwards Robert because we that was a great team you know Kieran Sullivan had come back he'd been out in 94 he'd done his crochet and we were going well you know we had a good team Brian Cochran Kieran Sullivan Stephen O'Brien was our half back line and Larry played well that day too against Dublin we just you know in the full forward line that day, we just the ball didn't come into us in the second half because I think, especially Joe and myself, at the beating of our men inside, you know. Yeah, I like the full forward line that day. Out of the 12 points, Mark, um, the Trevi in the full forward line kicked 10 of them. Yeah, and Larry got the other two. Yeah. And that was it, like, you know, and it was a shame because that was a great team and we had a great whole, you know, we had great fun in that team too. Like, it wasn't all, it wasn't all, I mean, when you look at the GA today, it is like a professional gig and it is very serious. I remember we used to go in on weekend trips and the crack used to be mighty. Like, we'd train hard and we'd play hard, but we played hard off the field too. <laughs> it built great team spirit. You know, that team had great team spirit and I remember we were tough to Portuguese for, like, before the Munster final, two weekends beforehand, and we were told that we could have a pint on the Saturday night, but you'd have to have a pint of water with it. You know, and then you know, we had the second point, we had the second point to water, and then we had about three or four more points, but there was no more points of water. Like, you know, we ended up in the nightclub in Port Leash, and but look, these things happened, and it was fun. And you know, we came home the next day, and nobody said a word about nothing, and we got on with our business, and we beat Gary. Yeah, know? yeah, different times. Oh, god, almighty, I, I, I wouldn't get inside the gate today. <laughs> And Mark, it was you came on in in 1996, and things were just starting to change a bit. Now you beat Limerick in the quarter final. You hammered them two ni- two nineteen to one six. You got one two that day. But like you came up against the Clare team there, and you actually drew with them in the semi final, ten points to one seven above in Cusack Park. Replay down in Parky Cueve, and it went to went to extra time, and you just barely got over the line two sixteen to to one sixteen to set up a monster final against Kerry. Um, but like you were on the kind of you were hobbling along yeah we were it was it was a weird year because the league started and we kind of beat Dublin and we beat Down and we beat a few big teams Armagh above and Cross McGlynn which is <laughs> I can assure you is no easy defeat um, and we got to the National League quarterfinal and we played Kerry above and Parky Creeves and we beat them after extra time but they were coming Paulie's first year in charge and you could almost sense that they were rising and we were dropping 
you know, and they were meeting us in the middle at that time, but they had three more months to get ready for championship. And like we were haunted to get out of Cusick Park the first day, it was clear, you know, and we shouldn't have shouldn't have got out of there at all. We played particularly poor. Um, and then the second day in Parky Cree, we were probably just as lucky and Johnny Buckley came started. I think he might have gone off and came back on an extra time. Then he got a goal. I remember going for the ball on the score and I broke it down. I was trying to punch it to the net and it was going towards the fire and he just burst in, he caught it. And by the time he kicked it, he was about two yards of setting goals, <laughs> right? There was no goal line technology, no VAR, it was all good. And he just kicked, I mean, there's a great, there was a great pitching examiner the following morning of him kicking it. And I mean, he's, his leg is in the net. <laughs> but it was very unfair on that Clare team because they were a good team, like they're good footballers. But, you know, we were under pressure. I remember we played Kildare in a challenge match before Kerry and you could sense Billy was getting very frustrated with us because we were not we were not clicking at all and then we played Kerry below in the park and they were way too good for us I, I remember the, the, the game and I think I was taken off after about 40 minutes I, I was marking Stephen Stack in the stool and he gave me a ball you know they were hungry they were first to everything they were fitter they were just stronger than us that day we were they said we were kind of going the wrong direction in 96 Yes, and that was in the Billy too. Well, and, and in my year anyway. It also brought the end. Um, I think that year Danny Cullity retired as well. Like uh, in '96, uh, that, that was yeah, his, his it, last I appearance in that me. monster final. Danny had put in such an innings, like you know, I can remember going seeing Danny win in All Ireland Junior Medal in 1984, below Dungarvan. We was going holidays in the all, and uh, I remember it well. My father and my grand, my grand uncle, who was a fierce Cork supporter, one Saturday evening we took off for. For Dungarvan to watch him play with for the Ireland Junior, then he played midfield, and Niall O'Connor was playing. I think I'd say Pat O'Connor from Lockingbury was playing too. And I was a young fella, but I loved it. Like it was brilliant, you know. See Corkman in All Ireland. I didn't care what level it was. Like then he put in a fierce innings, eighty four to what ninety six. Been, you know, how many All Ireland finals that he was involved in under twenty one Junior and Senior? Like so, you know, it was kind of tough for him come to the end but it kind of impacted me a little bit too because I was so used to travelling up and down the road and mm-hmm. Robert I was so used to having him minding me basically up the field and giving me great ball you know a lot of fellas you all say that you were blessed he says your tennis just give you great ball and he did you know? <laughs> and, and it was tough because the transition the transition happened then because you went from you went from Billy Morgan to Larry Tompkins and it was just night and day you know yes and uh you know, it was kind of a strange one, so I kind of got kind of lost my way a little bit there in '97. Yeah, but like '97 was '97 was just an awful year for Cork because semi-final Munster Championship, Clare won 14, Cork won 13. The year was over yeah. before it even started. Like, it was bizarre. It was bizarre, Robert. I wouldn't talk too much, but it was bizarre because we started training in October, and the training we were doing was was it was crazy. Right, I, I was listening to Colin Cochrane there on Tomas O'Shea's podcast a few weeks ago, and he he, he, he references the night that he knew Brian Cochrane was going to leave the football panel, and I remember that night. We ran up and down the hill in McCroom, you know the hill up on the side there. Yeah. <laughs> we had two spotlights up and down, and we'd do 45 minutes in the pitch running across and up and down. There was no ball, and then we used to do 50 runs up to the top of the hill. Like, it was, it was nuts, and I always remember that Brian Cochrane was up on the top of the hill. He was on his haunches, and the shine that the, the light up on top of him, and he just... I could see it. it was done. I had enough of that, you know. And it was weird because we trained unbelievable. I remember we trained on December 22nd in Lawrence Danny and into the water afterwards. It was just like 40 degrees. We broke. And uh, that was it. Like, we trained like crazy, but we didn't seem to have any pattern or shape to our game. And, you know, we played Clare and I, I got dropped in the Clare game. Uh, you know, kind of probably started a bit of a contentious period with myself and Tompkins, really, because, you know, when the team was named, it was named on the Saturday beforehand. 
he said to me, he says, I'm not going to play you because I'm not going to play you and Colin Cork in the same team. I mean, to me, that just defied logic. Like, why would you do that? You know, in my mind, in a way, he might have been right, but that's what he told me. And, you know, he was strange. We should never lost that game. You know, we made an awful boo-boo at the end and uh, Martin Daly got in for a really stupid goal. The leg was last kick of the game. They yeah. beat us. But they deserved to win because they stuck with us. You know, and they were probably due a bit of luck from the year before. And um, it was a strange one. After all that training, and we had trained a lot, Robert. It wasn't from lack of effort. You know, it was very bizarre how we were very tame and gone. You know, as you said, the year was over very quickly. Yes, and amazing. It was a strange departure from the years before. We've been in all Ireland semi-finals. It was a strange departure from Billy Morgan's coaching to, to Larry's coaching, and it just kind of that's just just went off. You know, it yes. was weird. And I suppose, like Mark, we'll we'll look we'll come back to ninety nine there in a while. But I suppose nineteen ninety eight, the year after this, it was you came you were back playing with the Hollow in the division and. I think you might have had a bit of a point to prove yourself in this championship. You, you went on a brilliant, you went on a brilliant roll, um, and I've spoken to this uh, about this to a few of the lads already there that were on that team. But um, you actually finished the top scorer in that championship in 1998. You got five goals and 20 points. Um, I suppose you were on your own bit of a journey there, like for that championship. Yeah, it was weird. Do you know the strangest thing about that, Robert? 97, I told Tompkins I, I was done. I was done with him. You know. I, I, we played Waterford in some uh, Mickey Mouse competition and uh, we had a bit of an argument afterwards and I called him the following day and he came out to meet me and I said I'm done I can't put up with this you know and we didn't say it at all really on where he coached <laughs> at that time you know and I said I'm done and it was strange because then I had no training in 97 you know I was gone from I was gone from college there was no college training the market were out of the championship and there was no car training so I had the whole October to December January without training no, I was doing my own bit because in my own mind, as you said, Robert, I had I kind of had made up my mind I was going to show these guys I could still play a little bit. But um, I suppose the hardest thing for me to do that year actually was I had to pick up the phone and call John Fenton and say I wanted to come back and play for the Hall-Off. And <laughs> that was a tough phone call. I remember ringing catching catching Cole who was working for him, answered and she goes, wow, <laughs> he was surprised to hear from me. And uh, I said, you better put me through to John there, I said. So he... He played it cool with me, you know, to be fair to him. He handled it well. And I said, look, I'd like to come back and play. And he said, OK, you sure? And he, he made me sweat it out a little bit. But I did. It was the best decision I ever made. Because that 98 team, you know, we still had the core fellas. You know, the Jerome's, the Denny's, Jerry Pat was still there, Morris was still there, Niall Clem was still there. But then I'd come back into a team where Dermot was there, Dermot Sull, Don Sullivan was coming, up and coming. Donna Buckley was now established, John Hurley, fellas I knew very well and great friends with, and I knew were good footballers, we had a great forward line. Paul Murphy was, you know, at his, at his peak, you know. And then we discovered Davy Reardon, Jeremy Moynihan, Sean Welsh and Aidan Keane were now established. We had, we had a savage team, and I knew it, you know, and I'd seen him lose to Clan in 96, I'd seen him lose to, to Beira, and I was like, guys, they have a good team. And, you know, it, it started a great journey because we started training really well training hard and it was great fun we had great fun coming down <laughs> for Niall Keller I was driving Demented coming down the car like you know myself and Niall probably for, would be like talking cheese to each other but we became great friends driving down the car listening to I'd be putting music in his car driving him nuts music <laughs> he didn't like and you know John Paul or John Bucky or someone might be in the back and John Bucky came back as well you know so we had we had a serious outfit and we started training really well we started playing a lot of challenge matches as you probably heard from Jerry Pat and the lads you know serious challenge matches go back to Kerry play Lawn Rangers it was a big game it was like a championship match 
you know, a Cork team against a Kerry team at senior level. It was it was brilliant. And then we played, I think we played Ahad in our first match. And I remember it well because, like you said, I probably had a point to prove and there was probably a lot of fellas in the hall were a little sour at me for, you know, going playing with UCC. And, um, you know, I was reminded of it on the field a few times <laughs> as the years went on. But um, I remember we played him below and, uh, you know, Denny and John Paul set me up for a great goal in the first half and then I got taken over a penalty and he stuck it. And, uh, you know, it just kind of got me off the mark and I was flying. It kind of it restored a bit of confidence. And, you know, the whole thing was going really well. We were going well and, you know, we were itching to play. You know, I remember. And then, um, you know, in July, you know, the market had played, I think, probably played Kish game. It was the first time we'd beaten them in a few years and we played Carberry in the senior championship match. And Carberry a great team. It's serious outfit, blowing Carrigadrohad, and uh, Denny gave an unbelievable display of feeling that night. Unreal. Uh, so, Paul Murphy. Um, great game. You know, I remember at the end of the game, uh, I was getting a bit of a sledging in the back from a couple of the Carrigadrohad defenders, and I was getting a little irritated, which I normally didn't do. And uh, Denny got it free out the field, and he drove it into the square, and I just went up and caught it, and turned on my right, swiveled on to the left, hit it into the top of the crossbar, and I let the three fellas in the full back line know all about it on the way out, which I normally didn't do either. But we were we were fired up. We had a great team, you know. It was it was a bit of passion about that team, and John and and uh, the boys had done a great job in getting us together. You know, Tom Dennehy and Liam and those guys did a great job in putting that team together. You know, we were on a great run then at that stage, and we discovered some new fellas. We were on a good run, um, and then of course we had Nemo. And like nothing, nothing got John Fenton going like playing Nemo. I mean, over the years, and we played him below McCrum on a Saturday night. It was a, it was a fabulous match. You know, no team deserved to lose the first night. You know, they came back and scored a point, which we probably felt, you know, a bit peeved that we didn't win it. But it was a fabulous match. Danny and Shea Fahey were going at it in the middle of the park. It was, it was you know, man on man kind of stuff. Like it was really good. Um, and the following weekend, we played him again in the replay below. And, uh, from my own point of view, it was probably not the best game I played, but about 15 minutes to go, I kind of had a little chat with myself. I said, okay, no, you got to do something. So we got a slide line over by the, the corner flag and then drove it over the bar and then I kicked two more in about two seconds. And after that, and I was going, and then Don came on and kicked an unbelievable winner, Don Sullivan, to win the match. Like, it was a great win. You know, and all of a sudden you're in a county final. Yeah. It was great. And we had great support. Like, the whole division was behind us. It was, it, was, it was unbelievable. I remember it was unbelievable get to that county final. Yeah, it was great. I, I, know, I suppose was you, you were just the day didn't work out because like Bentry Blues were just red hot yeah, that day. They kicked seventeen points. You know everything they kicked went over the bar. But having that said, you know we gave them like a five or six point start. Um, Robert, John Paul got a good goal before half time. We got back into it. Then John Paul got another goal, and I kicked a couple of points. And I remember we got down to two points with probably ten minutes to go, and I got fouled over under the uh, the um, uncovered stands as it was back then. And a bit of free, and I always remember I missed it. I hit it on the near side, which you should never do as a free taker, miss it on your own side. And, and I felt if I put that one over, I think we'd have rattled them, you know. And they went up the field and scored four points after that. And we got one more, but you know the game was lost at that stage. But that free actually was costly enough, you know. I remember because I, I played decent enough in the game, and I had a good year. But that free, I still think about it because I think if that went over, we might have we might have rattled them, you know. As well as they played, you know, we probably, you know, they had a great midfield. Damien O'Neill and Moran and Philip Clifford was kicking points for fun and you know, we just ran into a buzzsaw really it was unfortunate you know? yes. it was a great team though we had a great team 
I know it just did a great journey, but just didn't work out in the end. But um, as I mentioned, like you were the top scorer, five twenty in a championship there, like in in five games. It was um, that's a you you. I mean, an unbelievable year, and I suppose that coincided with Denmark Junior, a famous year for that team. And we'll co- we'll come back to that in a minute. But we'll just finish up with the, the nineteen ninety nine. You came back. You came back into the the fold with Cork. Yeah. How did that happen, Mark? Like what happened there? Well, I'll tell you how it happened. We were. The day after we beat Mill Street in the Dahlow football final in the market, which was probably two weeks after we lost the county senior final, we were over in the Highland of all places having lunch on the Monday. I remember the Highland used to have food at the time and went over for lunch and my phone rang. I, was, I actually had a mobile phone, the phone rang. And <laughs> it, was, um, it was Paddy Shane from Mellow, who I got to know very well over the years. And Paddy says to me, he says, would you have any interest in coming back? So and I was sitting there and at the time I kind of, I'd figured I did enough to get back, but I was also... No, I, I can be fairly stubborn about stuff and I was like saying they can go piss off to be honest with you but then I said okay he says can you can you play can you play Sunday he says we're playing off in the National League he says I said I will but I won't be training this week I said no we're after winning I want to go and have a bit of fun with the lads and stuff we had you know the Hollow Championship but still at the Hollow Championship you know so I turned up against Offaly and um, John Paul was actually on the bench as well and um, about 10 minutes to go we're down a goal and Tompkins gave me the nod, so I went down, and I remember getting a good ball out the wing and cut through and it gave it across the cliff and he scored. And then I caught the next puck out, or the puck out came back straight into me, and I was followed, clearly pulled back to the ground, never gave it free out. And I remember Tompkins going nuts over it, but that kind of got me back into it. And, you know, he left me alone then, because the market were on a bit of the run until the end of December. But like a week after the market won the county, I decided, right, I'm going to do it, I have to go back. So I went back training, and, you know, yeah, I decided at that stage, you know, I was a little older, a little more mature, I said, you know, there could be no more the bollocks in around that I was doing in 94 and 5 and 6, but, you know, and I trained really hard, you know, we trained very hard at 1919, probably because that 1919, with all due respect, probably wasn't just as good as the 95 team, but by God, we trained hard, you know, you know, even up to the Christmas, we trained, we trained in Inchidani on the beach, we were training McCroom on the hills, we were doing a lot of training, we were in the gym, you know, all the time. You know, probably January, February, March, I kind of figured I wasn't as fit as some of them. So I was probably out of bed four mornings the week before work. I used to go to the gym just to do sometimes only stretching, sometimes a bit of weight, sometimes a bit of running on a treadmill just to try and catch up because I was struggling. I couldn't get a game, you know. And then one day we played Limerick below in Charleville, which obviously had good omens. We was only a month after we won the county final there in the market. And I played in some McGrath Cup game or something and I got a cracker of a goal below the top end, the town end. And the following week, they put me on the National League team and I stayed in the team for the rest of the year then, you know. It was weird um, in that when I was younger, I suppose I had that, I probably had that um, touch of cockiness and a bit of arrogance about me. I didn't care about anything, you know. I did care about playing and I did care about winning, obviously. But I didn't care about anything in terms of who I was marking or where I was playing or what kind of ball I was getting. But in 99... I think I started to think a little too much about stuff. I started thinking about, you know, what you do, what you shouldn't do, and putting negative stuff in my head more than anything, Robert, um, which is the worst thing you could do, you know. And, I, you know, 99 went well. National League went well, you know. It was doing okay, full forward, you know, setting up a lot of play. Um, you know, I got called up to the Railway Cup team for Munster, which was nice. We won that. We won the National League. And, you know, the championship went well. We beat Kerry in the great final in 99. No, I didn't score in the final, but in the second half, I played reasonably well it was a dirty dirty wet day on the park it was great the hurlers were after winning two weeks before all of a sudden you got a monster double 
the feeling in Cork was great, you know. Semi-final, we played uh, Mayo, above Cork Park, and I think I hit the crossbar twice, got a point. Played okay, you know, felt that was grand. And then in the final, you know, things, you know, things didn't go great. I mean, I got the first ball, took it over, and then after that, you know, and the funny thing was I, I was out in front of my men most of the day, and I was getting ball through my legs, dropping it, and, you know. That one stings a bit, Robert, you know, even 21 years later. I know. Uh, kind of tough to talk about it, because, uh, you know, if I had, I'd say if I had one, if I had one wish, I'd probably... Um, Wish that the twenty or twenty-one-year-old um, arrogant fellow that played against Cork in Dublin, or against Kerry in Dublin, I should say, that that was the fellow that went out in '99, not the fellow who was worrying about everything. You know. Yes, I know. You were nearly overthinking it. That's great, but you know. That one still swings. Yes, and I mean, I suppose that me me team one eleven to one eight, and I suppose w- was there a bit of pressure mark on that football team because the hurlers like uh, there was like there like was. there was a lot there of talk was. about the double now again like and there was and there was a few you know they'd won and there's parties in Cork and they were trying to keep us away from everything they wouldn't let us go to the Ireland hurling final um, and then I remember Jimmy Barry coming down to us and I loved Jimmy JBM was you know I loved Jimmy Barry more but he came down to give us a speech you know which probably we didn't need you know four nights for the All Ireland probably in hindsight again wasn't a great move there was a bit of pressure on you know but we didn't play on the day and I mean you know personally you know. When I look back, I mean, I was better than that. It just was one of my worst games ever. And, you know, unfortunately, it happened to be the day that I really needed to produce, and I didn't. And, um, you know, unfortunately, I'll take that one to the grave, Robert. Yeah, and that sport, like I suppose, and I suppose, Mark, um, you, you you finished up then in 2001 with, with the Cork Seniors. Um, you... Yeah, I, well, I actually played until 2002, uh, believe it or not. In 2001, I came back, and, you know, I played all right the games and we lost the Galway both and we should never have lost it really after coming back at them um, and the following year I started playing and I was doing okay you know I was, I was getting older then and um, I was sent to America for a, a month of work and funny enough I come over and I actually looked after myself I started training I was in the gym with the gym in the hotel I was kind of, it was actually quite boring in the hotel if I didn't do anything either way but I remember coming back uh, I flew back on a Friday night and I got into Shannon at 6am in the morning and I drove to Cork Tompkins insisted I come down to training on Saturday morning. No, I didn't have to train because I think I think either the Hollow or, or the market were playing the following night or something. And, and I always remember they were giving out the year year supply of gear, you know, training gear. And they used to be like, they probably be a thousand euro worth of gear in these big black refuse sacks they'd give you on. I walk into Park Ring and Martin Cronin from Nemo was with me, and uh, Larry handed us out on a four sheet of paper and it was the training schedule for it was April and May of that year. And uh, I knew, looking at it, that my career was over. He, he went through it in like in typical Larry fashion. It was like, okay, so we're training Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, break Thursday, we're training Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and this was it for a whole month. And then he finished off. The, the killer line was, "I left Thursdays open so you could train with your club." <laughs> I was like, I was like, here now, you know, seven days a week, and you know, I just, you know. I, starting to get places at work and I was like okay and they'd off- the week in America they'd offered me the, the move to the US and at the time I kind of said no but then after having that speech it got very appealing no I didn't tell him on the spot because I wanted to keep the gear I didn't want to be giving that back to the <laughs> so I kind of held on for another week or two and then I decided yeah this, I can't do it you know, uh, you know and, and I knew that and I also accepted the offer to go to the US you know at that stage I started the visa process and 
I knew I knew it was over. You yeah. Know? It was great. I mean, look, some regrets, some great days, you know. Yeah, you did, but you had a good innings out of it all, Mark, at the end of the day. I mean, you, you picked I up... Did, I don't, you know, it's funny, Robert, I remember as a young fella, as, as a 12-year-old or as a 9-year-old, winning another 12 medal with the market. And years later, finding a little note of paper up in my, my bedroom which said, I, Mark O'Sullivan, would play for Cork. And this was in 1983. Yeah. You know, when, I think, when I think back in it. <laughs> yeah, you know, but it, it, dreams come true. it came true. It came true. And, um, like, I suppose you, there's very few people in Cork football at the same time would have the, the, the minor and the under-21 All-Irelands and, and three Munster senior medals, a Railway yeah. Cup medal and a National League, I mean, you know. That's, that's the thing I take the most from it is that particular bunch of fellas minor 121 vocational schools as well with a bunch of them and you know we all went on to senior together we had a great bunch you know I made great friends yes. you know we had, great, we had a great laugh too you know over the years and it was great because I mean at the end of the day look we said go to work you still had families and stuff like that but it was great uh, I mean uh, I mean, if I said otherwise I'd be lying to you it was great brilliant and I suppose Mark what we're going to do now we're going to have a look over your Namarca career and I suppose we'll have to mention the minor um, hurling first of all right because I suppose you'd be noted as a footballer, but you were actually a very talented hurler as well. But you just happened to come into a time when the market hurling was at its lowest ebb. But you did have yeah. two very, very successful years. And I was talking to Tommy Mahoney there. And 1989 and 1990, you won the minor championship. You were St. Joseph's, the market and Mealing joined together there. Like That's you. right. And I suppose you made friends that time, Mark, with some of the Mealing lads. I suppose you still have them friendships today. Like. Yep, absolutely. I mean, when you think you'd like meeting, we're going great, and I was a great fan of meeting. I just go to all their junior hurling matches back in the time, you know, to see Ned Brussels and the Neely Forest and these guys playing. You know, it's a great time from like, and, you know, I mean, we weren't great at the hurling growing up, and you know, a lot of fellas put a lot of effort in the market to try to get to play hurling, but football was the dominant sport. But we had a chance to join with meeting in '89. No, I was only 15, but you know, they put me in midfield. It could have been with Tom, and it might have been with Vince another year. I think Vince England, but um. You know, they had a core of great hurlers. You know, the Connie Toomey's, Tom, Tom, Block, Vince. You know, they just had great hurlers. But we had a couple of good hurlers too. Like, you know, Connor Sullivan and Freckles. Vincent Toomey was a good hurler. John Harper was a good hurler. John Dugdale. You know, and we, that 89 team, we played Bantier in the final. And I remember myself and Connor Sullivan were at Irish College in Ellingary and didn't see Connor's ball home for the game. And you know, below in Cantork, and we beat him, I was playing midfield, I think I might have been marking kind of booking the same night, but uh, he probably gave me a few scouts, but uh, that would be like him, but uh, I remember one time getting a slap in the head, by thank you the helmet on, and I was in around the your goals, and I'd say I got a slight touch of concussion or something, because I, I didn't run back out the field for a while, I was under pressure, and next thing the ball came in, I was all on my own inside, and I turned and just took a text, uh, what's his name, Ronan Dyle, and looking at your goals, it was pure luck, but I got two goals in the final, I was only young for that. And I'd say it's probably the first night ever to point as well. Where we came back to the market, I think we went to Lands and we made a point to Harvard. Lively Hand wouldn't surely serve underage, would he? No, no, I say some fella handed it out to me, but I always remember going back to Ballingary the following morning, I wasn't feeling too well, but it was great. And then the following year, we were very dominant and they had a kind of um they kind of a round robin league series in that minor. And we played Crocovers above a meeting on a dark night. I always remember it, and it was a deadly game. We got out the gap by maybe a point or two, and we played them in the final, below in Fremont, in a pretty bad October day. Um, the pitch was perfect, but there was a deadly wind coming across from the far side down to the community hall side. 
And like you could hit the ball 50, 20 yards left of the post and the wind would bring it back. It was unbelievable. But we like we clicked that day. I think I think we won by five nine to two points or something. You know, and I was playing midfield with Tom that day. And I'd say Tom got about a goal in four, and I think I got about three one from midfield. It was unbelievable. <laughs> we were we had a good team. You know, it was great. Two minor two minor championships and nothing to be scoffed at, like it was good. But then of course, like everything else. They decided the powers would be that we were too strong, so I never got to play minor hurling in the '91 in my final year. So it was kind of strange, you know. Yes, it was a strange one. And it was like obviously football was was the main game, and like Namarca went down junior B there for a couple of years in the mid '90s, and things were bad. But I suppose they, you were in and out of hurling mark there, but. I suppose one of the big day, big days for the market when they came back junior and uh, I suppose they, they got they did beat Mealing there in, in a championship game and I suppose <laughs> like you'll be talking you'll be talking about winning a game was a big thing for the market at the time not to mind even talking about a championship but like oh, yeah. just to I mean, win one match but you got two four that day against Mealing Mark uh, above in, above in the market. Yeah, that was a weird one because obviously court footballers are going well in ninety nine but I was flying fish you know and I said I'd play I hadn't touched the hurling and uh, came down and there was an appeal to playing Mealing in the market because Mealing loved playing in the market and obviously we were playing in our home patch and it was a it was a wet cold Friday night over the pitch and um, you know Mealing started well um, and then Johnny Keefe who used to take our freeze was just having an off night and I said to John I said give me a cut of one of them <laughs> <laughs> hadn't picked up a hurling in a couple of years I said give me a cut and I started dropping a few of them over and the funny thing was Vincent Angle was in goals and myself and Vince were sharing a house and cart together. So, you know, it was a weird one. But we got a free about 25 yards out in the second half. And there was a fella standing right in front of Vince. And the court was standing right in front of him. And he couldn't see me. So he probably assumed I was going to tap it over the bar. So I tried to, I, tried, I caught him. snuck it into the corner of the net, which he's never forgiven me for. And uh, then, I, you know, about five minutes later, the ball came through. And I just ran down the middle. And one of the meeting fellas pulled in it in fresh air. And I was straight through and Vince three, no chance. And we got the goal. And we held on because they came back. But it was like it was like winning a championship for us. You know, I mean, we hadn't won a game. There was fellas that played for the market hadn't won a game in five or six years in Portland. You know, and it was massive. Beating Mealing too, right? Because they were the great rivals back in the 70s, obviously, in the early days from the market. Like, it was such a big local rivalry. We were all practically in the same parish as such. Like, and, um, you know, it was, it was it was unbelievable. And, like, we lost to Bantier afterwards. And, you know, Bantier were a good team. But, you know, we kind of, we missed the penalty again that day. And, you know, we were kind of weren't that far off. It was was weird, you know. And it was he came on in in mark, and like two thousand was actually one of the very few good years there, like for the market hurling because you played mid three second three sixty to it, and then you beat yeah. Tullis in the quarter final. You beat Tullis well, actually. Over, I remember Declan who took over Carney's got a couple of goals that day. Um, you know, and Coulter, Coulter had come on the scene too, and he wasn't he wasn't fully fit, but he was gone in full forward for the hurlers, and he was a he was a savage target man for us inside, and he had great hands, you know. And we we played simple hurling, and then we got to play I think Fremont over in Castlebagner uh, on a Saturday I remember well, and um, you know, again we missed the penalty, and at the end I was going in full forward, and Kieran had gone out centre forward, and. I was marking John Broderick and anyone ever marked John Broderick no it wasn't an easy task to around John but I got one chance near the end and I just got around him and I probably shot too early and the keeper made an unbelievable save but I probably should have taken another two or three yards and I probably would have given him no chance we lost by a couple of points and they went down and won the finals handy enough I think in the end you know yeah. and that was probably our chance to win the Hollow Hurling medal I think we probably would have won the final if we got there because Fremont were very good you know they had a great team and uh, you know 
putting up to them like that. I mean, we gave them a fair fight that day. And as I said, you know, probably missed a couple of goal chances that we should have taken in the second half. I always give Shawnee Francis a hard time. He, he freshly aired on one from about two yards out in the goal in the first half and missed it. I still tell him about it. But, you know, yeah, but these things were, you know, these things happen. It was a shame because we could have won it, you know, as you saw yourself last year after winning what it meant to the people in the market to win a junior hurling, given where in the market were back in their heyday, you know. And then, as you said, down to junior B. At the at the lowest point, so yeah. it was a shame. You know, I didn't play enough hurling, Robert. Probably, you know, none of the market fellas would probably give me grief over that. But uh, you know, you couldn't do it all. You just couldn't play everything. I know, and that would have been obviously that that one in two thousand one ten to to one seven to Fremont in the semi final would have been, I'd say, shock of the century at the time. But anyway, yeah, um, no, totally because they they were they were the dominant team in the division at the time. Like they were they great hurlers. Like you know, I mean, the the three projects were going well. John Flynn, they did serious Aiden Key, they did serious guys like all guys who play hurling. You know, yeah. But, but anyway, that's the way it is. And I suppose we'll we'll have a look now at Mark Jordan, Mark career because it was. Um, your first major success came in 1990. You were 17 years old, and um, you won the Examiner Cup. Um, I think you beat Kentork in the final, two ten to ten points. Um, what do you recall yeah. about that? Like that was your first. I think that was your first major medal with Namarkas. Was um, it was yeah. Uh, someone got injured before the game because I was playing wing forward all year. You know. And, to be fair, I've been on this, the panel meeting now when we lost to Knockin Green, the, the Hall of Final below Mill Street and, you know, Charlie Connors was always telling me they were going to bring me on but they figured I was just that little bit too young. I was only 15. And I suppose they weren't going to put me up in tomorrow's Hickey's lap or someone like that. It would have been eaten up. But, uh, the, um, you know, they, they started me moving forward. You know, I was kind of out of the way and I'd score a couple of points in games and I was doing okay. And we got to play Cantor below in Rockchapel. Just the same day that Eamon Dunphy threw the viral down the pin after Ireland Jody jumped in the 1990 World Cup. <laughs> That's what I remember it for. But before the game, I don't know, was it John Sheen or John Harton or someone got injured? Or Mel Callaghan, maybe. And they asked me to play some forward. And of course, Jerome was playing centre back for Cantwork. Like, and I, like, as I said, I was, I don't even, I was 16 at the time. And like, Jerome was, you know, he was a household name and he was a big man and he was playing great football. And, you know, for the most part, I stayed away from him. <laughs> you know, I did okay, but you know, but at the end, I uh, I got a cracking goal. Right, Sean Cullis was playing full forward. And, you know, Sean had a great football brain. He just laid a ball onto me. And I <laughs> I remember trying to hit it as hard as I could, and I was aiming at the top right hand corner, scuffed it off the bottom of my boot, and it went into the bottom left. But it looked great. It looked like I meant to, but I didn't. I completely mistaked it. <laughs> and then Sean got another goal, and we won. Like, because Kentucky were a good team, they had great players like the Healy's and. You know, Tim Burke and these guys, they, were, they, they had a serious, talented team. Like, And that was a great one for us. Cause we won, you know, we'd won the 87 Examiner Cup. I remember being young for watching that in Cantork. And then we lost a couple of championship matches, lost to Rockchapel that year by maybe a point in 87. And they went down won the county. And the market were coming. You know, we got to the 89 final. and then, But then we lost to, we lost to Bob Green, the first round of the championship. You know, but Bob we were a good team. They had a great team. They'd won the championship two years before. You know, they were, they were pretty good. So... Yeah, that was it. That was a start, but it was nice. It was nice to get a medal. And uh, it was, you mentioned there, the were coming. I mean, they lost in 91 to Knock the Green, Knock the Green went down and won the county. And yeah. 92, then you lost to Mill Street, second team, but that was a very good Mill Street, no, it was second string, and they won the championship. You lost the semi final by a point, it was after, it was, after it was a replay. It was a replay of a replay. A replay. Actually, yeah. The, the, the first replay was below before the Hollow Hurling final, below in Castle Magnus, so they decided not to play extra time, I think, because they didn't want to delay the Hurling final. 
And then we played below in tier, and we had to go to extra time the second time. But we were leading well, and the great John Coleman was playing full forward from the street, and he set up a goal or he scored. I don't know, I can't remember, but they had Lima. Con Connor was back playing with them. I think Matthew Dinney might have been playing with them. They had, they, had a, they had a serious team out there. Michael Thornton was playing. You know, they had good players. And you know what it kind of made us for the following year, Robert? Yes. You know, I... <laughs> You know, you know, we had a team meeting in '93. After that, and there was a few harsh words spoken about some of our <laughs> defending and over reliance on hand passing the ball and stuff like that. And um, Connie Helen, God bless him, you know, he, he gave us a few home truths that year, and that kind of set us up well. You know, sometimes you learn a lot in defeat too, and we learned that year. And I suppose the, 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 the fact that she, the fact that she had three games, you'd beaten Kish game in the first round, but like the fact you had three games against Mid Street, it probably needed that team to get her more than it would have if you'd only won game. Exactly, and as I said, we learned a bit from the defeat because in '93, then I felt we were right, you know, and I think the lads knew they were right too. Yes, and, and it was and a, it was, the uh, powers. It took four you know? four games there in that championship in '93, and it was the market were without. I know, no, they played intermediate football for for the, the most for the '70s, but they they hadn't won a championship since 1970 in the football. And yeah. you beat Drum Tariff, a very good Drum Tariff team there in the first round, two eleven to one eleven. Beat Boherbury comprehensively, three sixteen to one eight, and then a bit like a big semi final against Rockchapel, one ten to one seven. There you got four points that day, Mark. Like, but that time to win a championship, really, Rockchapel were one of the teams you had to beat. Like, yeah, they were. They were just. I mean, they were just down from senior down to intermediate down to doing, but they still had a lot of great players. You know, Jerry, and Joe Casey, and Paul Murphy. You know, they they still had serious players. The Carls, you know. Um, yeah, that 93 championship was interesting because uh, 93 we played Drum Tariff and, you know, I played okay in that game and right after the game I met Donny Keneally from Boston and Donny asked me would I come to Boston for the summer and of course I was like, I'll be killed if I leave, I said. And I don't know, Donny being as charming as he was managed to talk Connie and Benny Keith and I think it was TD or Michal or someone into letting me go to Boston for the summer for only on the condition I came back if we got to a semi-final. <laughs> and we played Bobby and they they played great football. They didn't need me at all. We were playing great football and um you know, I was remembering Vinny used to be phoning Donny in Boston to see how was I doing outside, you know, how was I playing. Or Donny being the the rogue that he was would tell him, Jeez, we haven't seen him in two weeks in Boston, New York, they're partying, he hasn't played any football. <laughs> He'd be like telling this to the boys, the boys getting a little worried, but I was playing and I was training, so I came back for the Rock Chapel game and of course, the funniest part about that was I lined up in the field and there was Joe Casey for Rock Chapel. He'd been playing with me in Boston the week before for Christopher. Jesus. <laughs> you know, there was a lot, of, uh, a lot of underhanded things going on, but um, there were no different, different era, you know. And, uh, you know, Joe was as Rock Chapel men as they could be anyway. So. But yeah, we beat him. It was a great game. Mick Cottrell got a great goal that day. It was a hot day below in Kentork. And I felt then after winning that, we could win, you know, because I did, did fear playing Rock Chapel. They had a good team. And you never beat Rockchapel like they were. They were unbelievable. They always went to the end. Like so, you know, it was a big match. John Sheen kicked a couple of great frees in the second half to, to get us over the line. And then we can't work in the final, I think. And again, same thing. You know, we off to a bad start that day. Um, and then we came back into it. And then can't work another goal after half time. And then we pulled away. You know, I suppose John Bob. John Bob gave a. An exhibition of uh, points going that that he yeah. nine points in the final. Eight, eight, you know? I think eight or nine points, but like he was kicking frees left and right off the ground. Like, well, in that final, he had, I think you're right. He kicked eight points. I think he kicked five off his left and, four, and three off his right. And you know that was at the time 
when nobody did that off the ground, and like I remember Morris Fitzgerald doing it at the Golden Iron final once with his left leg, and they making a song and John Bob was doing that for years, but he and could kick with off each leg, you know, probably the most naturally talented footballer I ever played with in the market. Like he just it was unbelievable from under twelve right through to when he's playing older, like his ability to kick the ball was unbelievable. Yeah, like, you know, and that finally he kicked some unbelievable frees, like out, out there underneath the hill and Bantier way out left leg. Like they all went over the black spot, you know, twenty yards up. It was just he was on he was on his game and we needed him to be on his game. Because, you know, Jerome and Danny had a great battle midfield. Uh, Neely McCarthy probably gave his finest display ever from the market that day as Danny's, you know, partner and John Bobden you know, did all the scoring for us. It was unbelievable. Uh, but that, I suppose that game was tight enough at halftime, Mark, which you kind of pulled away 2-14 two, two to 2-5, two but you got two goals and a point yourself from full forward that day. Uh, it did. You know, the goal, the first goal was, you know, that was vital because we were down 1-5 to a point or 1-4 to a point at the time. And I got one and I, I normally would have kicked it out of the bar. I was being down so much, I just kind of went at it and, you know, with Dino Kieran fits his head and they hit the crossbar and didn't kind of look Indian, but we needed to go badly. Then Liam Connors came up and kicked two unbelievable points and half back. And, you know, we kind of took over for a while. But then Declan Brown, Stocky got a, a pretty good goal for Cantor at the start of the second half. And then Bob took over with the free taking. But, I mean, there was only probably two points in it, you know, with five, six minutes to go. And, and Frank Healy hit the crossbar. And we went down the field. And Liam Connors did a long ball in. And I was marking um, Tom Welsh. And Tom kind of got blinded by the ball. I kind of rolled in front of him. And I caught it kind of at waist height. And he caught hold of me and I kind of just swung my leg in this and he kind of went into the corner. I always remember getting up and running over to the market crowd. I got a couple of bills to show just from Pat Ganey and Tom when I came back in for that kind of cheap <laughs> and I probably deserved it too. But, you know, when we were 19 and we hadn't won, we hadn't won anything and the market was starving for success as Cantor were too at the time. It was a unique final actually because none of the two teams had won a football final for a long time. But, yeah, that kind of sealed it in the end and then John Ball kicked a couple more great points and Neely kicked a great one and, we won by nine in the end, but it wasn't a nine-point win, you know. Yes. It was actually a lot tougher than that. And the great Connie Callaghan, Lord Mercinan, was the manager <coughs> and the coach, and he TD Cronin and being Keith with him. But I think the biggest yeah. side show the day that day, Mark, Jimmy Barry Murphy was on the line for the Mark, and Ambrose and Udovan was on the line for Kent Torque. Uh, yeah, was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was unique, really, because, you know, there was no going to the dressing room at halftime. It was out in the field. You had the huddle and stuff like that. And uh, I remember... Pat Sullivan from the back, who was a barsman, had come transferred from the market, you know, Pat the Bank, who's called it. And Pat came over into the huddle and he said, oh, there's Ambrose O'Donovan. <laughs> and Jimmy Barry, uh, you know, and Jimmy just looked at him, looked at him and said, we'll give them Ambrose now in a minute, he said like that to us. And he gave us a great halftime speech because Jimmy had great charisma and he had great calming way about him, you know. And I always remember, like, Danny and Jerome were having a deadly battle and Danny was out playing the other and finally the week before in his dairy, you know. And, you know, so very rarely anyone said anything to Danny at halftime in the market because, I mean, he was, you know, he was our god, like. But uh, I remember Jimmy saying to him at halftime, Danny, you're an inter-county player, no, we need you. And, you know, Danny gave an unbelievable display in the second half, like, and as did Neely. You know, we took over at midfield, it mattered in that game, and that was, that was crucial, you know. And Jimmy, Jimmy had just a great way about him, like, you know, it was, it was good. I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed when he was there. It was, it was a great buzz when he came down to the market, the train and TV, bring him in the door and in the, in the gate. And like, it was a great buzz about it. You know, he was to be very musty. Don't want the market, a junior football team in Dwala. But, you know, and he, you know, he'd say a few quiet words and he'd have, especially for a forward like me, he was, you know, 
and sure he was God like still is God in Cork you know so yeah. it was great Brilliant, and um, I, I I think he he lost to Donnie's in the semi final after the county, and um, I suppose we were going to mark our junior then for for next couple of years. Um, nineteen ninety four, you missed the championship, uh, lost to Rock Chapel there in the first round, but you did win the under twenty one football championship there, and uh, first time in twenty five years, a long time for the market, and um, you were you were playing that day. Um, I suppose that was an important win just to keep things going. Yeah, it was. It was. And it was funny because, you know, I come back from the broken collarbone and the championship kind of started late, which was lucky. We got out of jail against Rock Chapel below, uh, against Rock Chapel in Rock Chapel. John C. Murphy kicked an unbelievable equaliser from 40 yards into the wind. And, uh, you know, we beat him well in the replay. And then we got going. And to be fair to the market, uh, the one thing I remember that is they put a ferocious commitment into that under one team. Most of us were in Cork in college. And like, you know, at least once a week they'd send up Philly Murphy's minibus to come up for us, pick us up at Jail Cross and drive us down. We'd train hard and they'd feed us above Corrigan's Lounge, you know. And, you know, small thing, but a big thing for us this year in college, we're getting fed. <laughs> it was great, <laughs> you know, but we did put in a big effort. Timmy Cross was our manager and John O'Neill and didn't uh, were probably involved. And I did most of the training with him. And we did some savage training, shouting and roaring about in Friday Park. But you probably you probably heard it as a baby down the down the road. <laughs> um, but the funny thing is, like we did put in a huge effort into it, and we played, knocked the green in the final. Um, you know, <laughs> the great story with that final was that Jerry Carroll was supposed to be playing in field, but Jerry had now was in Galway, and he was hitchhiking his way home, and he got to Mallow and. Niall Lynch was in front of him hitchhiking and he asked Niall could he get in front of him in the queue and Niall said no and Niall was, Niall was smart enough to know he was supposed to be playing at the Holland Dream one final below on Parkway and he didn't arrive probably until five minutes before half time but we held on you know we had um, a good team uh, Liam Lynch was playing for far at the time he was a great player and Liam kicked two massive points at the end when the pressure came on Dave Allen had a savage game because he was, he was, he was given the, the task of marking John Buckley, which you know, like fellas around the country couldn't do. Never mind in the hollow. So, but Dave had a great game, and we had a great team, good fellas. You know, we got a penalty in the first minute, which I actually managed to score this one, and uh, we held on to win by a goal. And I was captain. It was the only time I was ever a winning captain of anything. So that was, was special. You know, as you said, it kept things going, kept fellas interested. You know, and you know, the market did well. And then we won great after that. You know, we got two more finals, which we lost. And, 95 and 6 and then 98 through 2001 so we I think we won 4 so it kind of kicked off a good thing and it's a great thing to have coming up behind your your main team you know definitely so, yeah that was handy there was one blip in 94 Mark and um I don't know how yourself and Kieran Quilt are playing in a Junior B football championship final against Fremont um <laughs> yeah a famous win for Fremont I was talking to Johnny Flynn about this like but um uh, that was that was some turnaround there for for um for a two Cork se- or two Dahlo seniors they are to be playing in the Junior B Championship. Well, well I brought the collarbone and Kieran had hurt himself and back then no back door, so we played. The funny thing is we actually lost to Kentor in Rockchapel that year in the first round. They beat us three three to eleven points below on Rockchapel, and I think my brother played instead of me, Aiden, um, and Kieran couldn't play. We were above the we were above the hill with the rest of them and we lost. So we were eligible to play junior B then. And you know what? We kind of got going. We had some of those under 21s started playing. And then we had some other guys who weren't on the, the junior A team started playing. With Denny Connors kicking torpedoes, as, as Connie Callan used to call them. <laughs> but he used to take the puck out. So they just come out. Oh my God, when you're playing midfield, you have no idea where they'll go. And they just come out so fast. But um, yeah, we played Fremont in Knock the Green in the final. And to be fair, 
we just weren't up to it. They 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 just were better than us. You know, Ian Keane had a great game, and they just, you know, we missed a couple of handy scores in the first half, and we just couldn't we just couldn't couldn't grab them back. You know, and they, they deserve to beat us actually. To be fair, you know. I I played Junior B in eighty eight and eighty nine for the Mr. Robert and I thought I wouldn't retain Junior B again. <laughs> I always remember my my first Junior B game, Robert, was in the full forward line and my two corner forwards were Charlie Connors on one side and Jerry Connors on the other side in the pair of jeans. You know, only fourteen to start. So I thought my junior B days were behind me, but they weren't. You know, it, was, it was interesting. <laughs> Brilliant. And I suppose I remember I remember it well because it would have been a nice double to win the Junior B and twenty one the same year, but as I said, no, Fremont were actually a better team on the day and deserved to win. Yes, and you you didn't get the opportunity after that, Mark, to pick up that elusive no. medal. But um... No, that's why I moved to America and you wouldn't be going back to own Junior B. <laughs> <laughs> um, I suppose 1995, you lost to Drum Tariff in the semi final. 1996, you lost the, the semi final to Kish Game. And 1997, you lost the semi final to Kish Game. The three of them, those three years, you lost to the eventual winners. Like um, the Hollow Championship was hot and heavy. Um, you'd you had a lot of teams in it, and you were competing. You were very, very close. Like, but it, it was there frustration around the club. There was. Uh, Ninety five was frustrating because we were going well, and then he got injured, and we still probably could have beaten Drumtarif Lawn that year. Ninety six, I suppose, was the, the famous game in Drumtarif, no market and Kish game, when there was a bit of a shamazzle. You know, video evidence was suppressed for about twenty years after that. <laughs> at that point, but they were a better team than us. Uh, you know, Jimmy got an unbelievable goal. I think it was Jimmy Richard got an unbelievable goal. You know, kind of. They were the better team. 97 in Cullen. Probably should have beaten Kish game. And again, Jimmy came up with an unbelievable goal at the end, which kind of de- derailed us. But, you know, it stuck to us in 98. You know, Kish game had been to a county final in 97. Probably a little tired. We were lucky we caught him in the first round and beat him by four or five points below. And Cantor quality kick four or five points was unbelievable that day. Um, you know, and it kind of gave us a great start to 98. And uh, off we went. But as you're right, it was tough to win in the hollow. I mean, that's the one thing I look in. I look in all the time on Twitter and the results and everything. I feel it's terrible that, you know, they're all, it's not terrible, but they're all up intermediate, all the teams, but they used to be some deadly rivalries. Like, it was a deadly Sunday go out to watch even a doubleheader Examiner Cup match because they were guaranteed two great matches because the teams were very even. You know, the Drumtaros, the Rock Chapels, the Cantorks, and the Market, even the Street's second team were good. You know, and it, it, it's a shame not to agree we're good. You know, I. It's a shame in one way. We often think of it that they're kind of robbed in the hollow of that no, you know, of those great inter inter the hollow matches like and they yeah, uh, 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 the hollow championship. It was Mark, I, I remember being young going to those matches and like the crowds every Sunday, the crowds yep. at the at the matches, just league games like, but I mean you wouldn't have them at a the championship game, no. No, and I used to go, I used to go to games where I wasn't playing. I would just just love to go. Like you go to Kentork there and you get a double header or say between Kentork Kish game and and, and, and you know Borgway Milstead or something or Borgway and Jumtara. Like great days entertainment. Yeah. You know? And they and the thing was even Examiner Cup matches back then they were they were played at championship pace because you know you, you had to you had to get up to speed with the with the no back door. You had to be going. You know you just couldn't turn down the championship or lose the first round and then start training. You actually had to had to be going. And fellas knew that too. Like yeah. as I said, it was great for everybody. Like amazing, was, amazing were, time. Great times to play. And it was 98 in, after beating Kish game in the first round. You beat Kentork in the semi-final, 2-9-10-1-10. Very close game again. And you came up against Mill Street. Mill Street were just down from intermediate football. And you played them below in Bantier. You were going for your second 
Junior A Football Championship medal in Dahalo. The under-21 team in the market were just winning the first of the four in a row. Uh, you'd lost two finals. You'd won the one in 94. So there was a lot of youth coming through here and, and you still had the experience of the boys from 93. And that was an extremely tight game against Ministry. 13 points to 1-9. An unbelievable Dahalo final. Yeah, it was. It was... You know, it was on the back of the Dahalo team doing well in 98. And there was a double header in Bohobwe, the semi-final the week after. You know, I think we played Cantor and Millstreet played maybe Cullen or something. And like two very tough matches. I mean, McCutchell got an unbelievable goal against Cantor in the semi-final. Like, you know, Cantor should have beaten us in my opinion that day. But Mick got an unbelievable goal with two minutes to go. Uh, don't have to add on the score. He straight after. He put it over the bar. You know, it could have gone easily got into the net. We could have been out. And then we played Millstreet the following week and Millstreet had a great team. I mean, you know, they still, Johnny Barrett was still going great. You know, Michael Thornton, Lyle Kelleher was playing centre forward for them. You know, they Kevin McCarthy was going really well in the corner. They had serious players. And then they, you know, John Gomez's um, son, whose first name was Patrick, is it? Yeah. Yeah, Patrick. Well, I was marking Patrick with James Corn cornerback. They had they had serious guys. Matthew and he was still going well. Joey Pat was in goals. And we, we were coming. And, you know, you were mentioning your everyone final, that kickstart that year. If I remember back, I remember your brother, Colin, kicking the winning point against Bohobui when they were down to 14. And that kind of got the market going. We'd be Kish game a few weeks later, then in the junior championship, and that kick-started us. So, we were on a roll. Um, we played okay in the first half against Mill Street. Um, and then at the start of the second half, we kind of, we kicked five or six points, I'd say, in the first five minutes, and looked like we were going to steamroll them. But as you know, we'll never beat Mill Street, like, and... Um, I think Kevin Mack got a great goal from ball broker in the square and he toe poked it home. And then I think John John Silva was taking the freeze from he knocked over a couple and Andy Kellen kicked one, Andy Kellen kicked one and leveled the match and all of a sudden with four minutes to go, the game was leveling in the melting pot. And um we got a free over on the right side and I almost did a Morris this year, like almost kicked it off my left, but I chickened out of it and kicked it with my right and we went over thankfully. <laughs> and then I got another one from play, Shawnee Francis set me up with a great pass. And they went down and scored. And then I'd say for four minutes the ball was up in our full forward line we wouldn't let them out you know the, the ball was in and out I remember Jerry Mack his nose broken inside in the corner by accident and the, the ball wouldn't come out and eventually Donny Connors blew the, the whistle it was brilliant you know I remember Brian Daly had the ball in his hand he just kicked it up in the air because that meant a lot you know we, we in 93 we'd won and then all of a sudden we disappeared again you know hadn't won so that was a, that was a big thing to win that match. You know, it was crazy. It was a, it was a great win because Milstreet were a good team. Yes, and that kick started a, a, a famous journey for that team then because you play across Haven and it was that quarter final was only it will only be remembered for I think Darren Moynihan got a very bad injury that day. Um, one eleven to one point, you beat them, you hammered them. Like, but that was a blown lantern. That was only yeah. more or less a kind of a scrap. That, more was, a terrible, that was a terrible match. They didn't come to play football at all. You know, I mean, you could set up a lot of things, but they didn't come at all to play football, and they were only interested in hitting and dirty stuff. And we weren't because we were, we knew we had a chance to win the county. You know, mm. this game had been very close the year before. We knew we had a chance. You know, and you know you don't you don't get that many chances in the hollow back then. You just didn't get them. You know, you had to take it as we discovered in '93. So. Yeah, it was disappointing, you know, because Dermot was a serious player. He was after getting ferocious exposure with Tohalo, and he was like, he was our, probably our best man marker, you know. He was very, very tight, and you know, you always need a fellow like that to, to mark the, the most dangerous fellow on the other team. Like, so he was a big loss. But you know, when we were done. We played Brian Dillon's in the semi-final, and we drew, and that was a very, you know, <laughs> a lot of contention about that one. I think Denny got sent off. For yes. Nothing. 
was an awful display. I think the referee got a little power trip. You know, he wanted to send that any goal. It was an awful decision. And there was an appeal. Was there was an appeal that time, Mark. It was he drew with Dylan's um, in the first game there, and it was one six to one six. And I remember the time yeah. like Danny was up for this meeting above in Parky Cueve above in the office the Thursday night before the the replay, and um, he wasn't given any leeway. I don't think. He wasn't given leeway, but what he was given was only a two-week suspension, which is huge, Robert, because we know if we won, we'd have him back for the final. Yes. And uh, we had a team meeting on the Friday night behind in the boys' school, like we always did. And um, I remember leaving that meeting. No one said a word, but we knew we were going to win. There was a, there was a few harsh words spoken. Um, and I remember the start to that replay, Mick Cottrell and Dobb played midfield. And I don't think the ball went past them for the first 20 minutes. They just wouldn't allow the ball. And if it did, our half-back line mopped it up. Mass and, and Brian and Brian and there was a McKee for someone was playing wing-back. Or Johnny Fitz. And the ball never went down there. I think we scored 1-8 in the first half. And we were just, we were, I don't know, it was something about it. We were just determined that, you know, first of all, or, you know, Danny wasn't on the field. He'd done so much for us over the years for all of us. And, you know, it would have been an awful way to finish for him. So we decided we were going to win. And, uh, you know, we won by six points in the end, but, you know, we were pulling up at the end. Yeah. Um, but I always remember going off at half time, and there was a bunch of, we said, the old time the market players, the Shawnee Dalys, Billy Daly was there. There was, I think even Potty Taylor, he was up there, and what he was up. But, like, we we were up 1 8 to a point at half time, and the back slapping we got coming off, they were all fired up from the side, all the market supporters. You know, there was, there was an air tension about it, but we knew we had to win. And we did, and then Danny was back for the final. You know, and, and, which and, meant a lot to us. I suppose that was huge. But you talk about an air tension in the semi-final, that county final, Blon Charleville, one of the biggest crowds ever at a junior county final. You were playing Kilavolan, and this this Kilavolan team was kind of established in Avondoo now. Like they were tough, tough boys. Yeah. But like that game, that I, I remember being at that game, a ferocious, tight. Yeah, it was tight it was match. Tight. It was December. You know, field was decent shape, but the ball wasn't bouncing up off the turf, you know. Um, and they kicked it off a lot of wides, as everyone knows. But we put them under a lot of pressure to kick wides, too. And, you know, in the first half, I probably could have had a goal or two. You know, their keeper, Langford, made a couple of great saves for me. Um, uh, but, you know, at the start of the second half, we blew them away. We got up three points. You know, Denny took over, McCatchel took over, Dobb was playing out of his skin. And, uh, you know... You know, with young, young Charlie in the corner, kicked a couple of points, John Paul kicked a couple, and, you know, all of a sudden, we were three points up, and then they came back. And in the very last kick of the game, the ball came across the goal, and where I know just was probably their best player, dived at it with his fist, and it hit the top of his fist, and went up over the bar. I mean, it could have easily been in the back of the net. And I remember running out, Michael Collins, my son was refing, and I looked, and I said, Michael, it is over now. They had their chance. And he laughed at me. <laughs> and then, to be fair, he blew it up. I couldn't do that. It was brilliant. I mean... As you said, given the crowd, given the market's history, you know, the 1970 team, <laughs> we had to, you know, at least give us an opportunity to keep them quiet for a while because they just remind us all the time. Well, I suppose you, 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 you were an established golfer at that stage, Mark, and you probably had it in your ear a good bit from the 1970 captain, maybe. That, um... I did, yeah. yeah. I mean, Billy and Shawnee would tell you, lads, you wouldn't lace our boots. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it was all good. It was all good banter. And, you know, what? It also gave you a little... The Royals like to go, you know, and it was great, you know. Yeah, that was, you know, we were missing five players in that team that played in the final, you know, and we had five more fellas to come in. Coulter was going back to Australia, um, you know. Jerry Cash had to go to Lebanon, 
you know. But like we had Brian Davy come in, Davy Allen coming in, we'd like serious players coming in. Like Brian, Brian gave an exhibition in the county final, you know, at centre back because without him in the first half we'd been blown away, you know. And you know we had just great fellas. The Rebel came in, Jerry Mack, you know, came back after breaking his nose, came on as a sub, I think, in the in the county final. John Bob got a run out at the end, you know, and like you know, we great squad. There was great. There was something about that team that year in the market. We just we weren't going to be beaten. You know, under 21s right to the juniors, we just weren't going to be beaten. It was, it was weird. You know, as I said, they kicked 17 wides, but hey, I had my medal at home. So I looked at it. Yeah, you know? and that, like a, a brilliant um, culmination there, it's was to to like I suppose the likes of Danny there, especially to have that county medal with his club, which meant so much. Like and yeah. and the likes of John Bob, like and John Dugdale, there fellas who had given savage service. Yeah, well, John Doug, there was another one where John hadn't played for a while, but then he came back. And, like, I remember when we beat Kish Game in 92, John was probably our best player. You know, he had put in a fair shift, too. And uh, he came on that county final. He was flawless in the second half. He was, he was, you know, it was great to be able to call on fellas like that, to be able to go out and play and win. You know, with a lot of, you know, as I said, with a lot of attrition, five guys is a lot of a junior football team to lose, you know, from championship match to championship match. Yes, and I suppose Mark that brought into your junior football days with Namarket. You were back up intermediate. were back up intermediate in twenty six appearances in junior football. You scored five goals and seventy six points. That's ninety one points in twenty six games. Um, so a nice record to have there. Um, by far and away the the the, the top scorer at, at that level. Um, and you come up intermediate, beat Oran in the first round in nineteen ninety nine, lost to Neva but like kind of finding your feet. But Namarket yeah. kind of. Found their feet fast enough because a very good year in 2000. 2000, 2001, 2002, you know, we found our feet. Um, you know, 2000, I think we lost to Nemo. Terrible decision because we got sent off over in Bodefence when we probably would have won and I think could have possibly gone on to win the county. Um, I think we probably won the league in 2000 or 2001. Yeah, 2000, um, yeah. 2000? Yeah, beat Newsonstone 2-9 to 9 New points in that intermediate. came back to haunt us in 2001 when we were, whatever, the 7 points up. Probably gave the best display that we ever gave intermediate that that particular team. Because we drawn them the week before. You know, Danny rescued us, he kicked a point from about 60 yards to draw the match from a free. And then um, we came back and we played brilliant. And then we just went to sleep. So the famous three goals they scored. And, you know, it was weird because we came back the following year and got to the final. But we weren't the same team. We were a better team in 2001 and Nemo had come back and they had a very strong intermediate team and you know we gave them a couple of silly goals blowing McCrobe in the final and um, that was my last game for the market. I was actually after moving to Boston at that stage and you know, that was a sad way to sign off because you know I would love to play senior for the market just once. Yes, I think like that definitely that 2001 game against Newcastle, you got 2-7 that day in that game alone Mark and I mean I won't, I won't Say what the three words yeah. I wrote down here, but it was just the three goals within the end, which was a, a soccer punch, no time to come back. And 2002. Well, the funny thing is, we had a chance at the end to get a goal, and you know, <laughs> I was running through and I was screaming for the ball, and the ball went somewhere else and it broke, and I almost put my hand in it. If I got it, I was actually clean showing the goalkeeper. It was, it was weird, given that they had just scored three goals, that we had another chance to get a goal at the end. Yeah, that was um, a, fr- a freak episode. It was a freak, and it was funny because I ended up playing midfield for most of that game, which had brought me back to where I'd been as a young fella, where I loved playing, you know, and I kind of got out of the shackles of being side corner forward, and um, yeah, that was a tough one to take, all right. Yes, Um, and then, as you mentioned, 2002, that intermediate county final, it was Nemo on the day, like, it was 2-9 to 10 points to the market, but the market never really got going in that final, like... No, we didn't. No, we never got going. 
Charlie hit the crossbar, uh, I'd say, third or fourth minute. I mean, you know, when things aren't going your way, I mean, he had the keeper beating all ends up. It was an unbelievable shot. And, like, when things are going away, that ball goes in off the other side of the bar, just and came out, you know. And they went up the field a few minutes later and got an old soft goal. And then they got another soft from the start of the second half. And we never recovered. We had a good chance of a goal probably near the end. And Breen Morgan, Billy's son, made a good save. And it just wasn't, it wasn't meant to be. And as I said, we weren't the same team. You know, we'd beaten Island Rovers all right. And we'd played very well. But we kind of lost momentum after that. Kind of got over the poor Delaney's team in the semi-final. And we never got going to the final. It was a shame. You know, because I think that team probably deserved to win in the Tamita County. They were good enough. Yes. You know, we had that, as you said, that under 21 guys were coming. Danny was still, you know, and McCutcher was still going well. Keeping us, you know, keeping the elder states men going, like, and they were going well themselves. And it was great. And we probably should have won a county, you know. Yeah. It's kind of a bit of a regret, all right. And I suppose, Mark, that brought into your career with Namarket in 18 appearances at Intermediate. You got six goals and 69 points, um, which is 87 points. So in 44 championship appearances, you got 11 goals and 144 points, which is um, the club record there for scores. Um, and I suppose it brought it close to a great career in Ireland, but you weren't finished because you were moving to America and your good friend Donny Keneally over in St. Christopher's in, in Boston. Um, you were signed up very quickly, or re-signed, I should say. But, <laughs> well, it's like, just like this. I wasn't going to give you much of a choice. But, <laughs> but I suppose, Mark, I, I, I mean... Donny Keneally, I mean, not with us anymore. Like, but like the influence he had on GA over in Boston was phenomenal. Like, can you yeah, just tell us a small bit about that? I mean, I actually went out in '93 that time, as I was telling you. And I mean, you know, the Vincent Tomey from the market was there at the time. He was getting the game myself, um, and Paul Murphy from the Rock, Joe Casey from the Rock, and there was fellas, you know. But then there was fellas from St. Finbars, there was fellas from Clannacilty, you know. We, we and they looked after them all. And it was used to be played in an old American football field over in Delby at the time. And it was tough going, you know. But they were high, the thing about it was they were very serious about winning, but they were also rogues of the highest order. You'd have great fun with them. Like, <laughs> I remember the last game I played for were in 93. I don't know, we got a penalty. I think we got two penalties in the first half. We missed both of them. And uh, we got a third one. And I went in and I took it and I scored it. And they took me off straight away. And the reason they gave me for taking me off was I had the cheek to go up and take the penalty without being told to take Just messing with me. Like, you know, just <laughs> rising 19-year-old fella. But, yeah, Donny, Donny. Like, Donny's probably one of the reasons that we ended up getting Canton, where the Irish Cultural Centre is now. He was kind of behind the scenes. He was the guy that kind of told them to buy it when they bought it and created an unbelievable pitch in Boston for any fella that's been out there. And he looked after so many fellas that came out from Dohalla. And from Cork a lot, he was a big, you know, a huge Cork fan. He'd come over for any All Ireland. But he looked after everyone, you know. It's a shame he's gone. And the game, I suppose, a lot of the boys, he was giving me a slag. He was like my dad over here, sort of thing. You yeah. know, he's also captain, the lad, as he was calling me. But, you know, we, we had great times here, too. I mean, the first year we, I came out, we got to the final in, the, in Boston. And we lost to Galway in the final. You know, we'd five in the market men on the team. You know, he was, he was a strange one. But, you know, we had great fun. Donny looked after us well. And eventually, thankfully, we got to win. In 2009, you know, I was probably, I don't know, I was 36 or something. But I played 20 minutes at the end of every game because of the, the rules was home-based and the way-based players. But, you know, we had a great team. And Donny's three sons were playing, which, of course, you know, he would never let on. But that was his proudest day. You know, the three boys played. Dan was playing midfield. Paddy was in goals. And Jerry was moving forward. I think I came on for Jerry in the finals for the last 20 minutes or so. But it was great to win a North American Championship for Christopher's like they were, they were a great bunch. And I think I played the following year uh, in 2010, which got me to the four decades, I suppose. But <laughs> I, I always remember 
getting on the field at half time and coming on there was a big strong strapping young fellow from Donegal on and, you know he was bouncing off me and I was like going to myself you know what no I think I've had enough of this crap you know <laughs> and I, I remember hitting the crossbar with an open wall in front of me and I said no what no Mark it's time not to hang it up and go play golf forget about it and I did and that was the, that was the last game we played in 2000, 2010 yes uh, and um I suppose that brought to any in the great career. It was one thing for anyone that's been over in, in Boston and St. Christopher's, they have the, the red and black, and that was Donny Keneally's influence. He wasn't going to have any other colours on, on those. It's totally, it's really weird when we won the fight in 2009. <laughs> the jerseys had been stolen the week before uh, out of his truck after the semi final, and he was in an awful panic because he didn't want to wear a different colour. So I made a call, and the market sent out their second set of jerseys to us. <laughs> and out on an Air Lingus flight on Sunday morning and you know it was great you know had the New Market top on it was brilliant yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know? so. great times yeah so Mark it was um, the last thing I just want to mention before we go on to the questions like I mean you're as we say now you're exiled and you're away but you're not really away like you're always in the market you're at home once you're at home twice or maybe three times a year you're you're always back and forth and I suppose the two big things that happened since were, were winning going up senior football in 2011 and probably I know even winning the hurling last year meant an awful lot to you like yeah, it, yeah. 2011 you know it was following that and you'd be watching on Twitter and you know I was I wanted to come over for the final, which was very unusual. I didn't give him that I do come home a lot, but I had, I don't know, on some, I think some drunken, stupid party night. I booked a flight to New Zealand to go see the Rugby World Cup final with a good friend of mine the week after, and there was no way I was going to be explaining to my wife that I was going to go to Ireland one weekend and come back and go to New Zealand. So. But I remember being out in the swimming pool with my two daughters. They were learning to swim, and they used to be a bit of free time afterwards, you know, and I went into the water with them afterwards, and Orla was on the phone outside the pool, and... And, you know, there was a bunch of people in the pool and she sent in the signal that the market had won and I just screamed in the pool. I'd say people thought I was drowning or something, but I just screamed. <laughs> and then I think I, I actually, I, I, I have no shame in saying I think I started crying. Yeah. You know, it was great. You know, I mean, Denny and Donald and Denny Horrigan were involved with them and, you know, I'm great friends with all of them. You know, it was great. And, you know, they weren't expected to win. I think they'd lost two matches that year. That's right. But, you know, typical. They picked it up. You know, I remember actually the, the following night, Timmy, Timmy Oregon, of course, was in charge of social media logistics and videos and all that, and he got a copy of it for me, and, you know, no one in the market had actually seen it until Monday night, but Timmy had actually got me and sent me a copy over the internet, and I sat down on Monday morning and watched it, thrilled it myself, like, you know, being able to watch the whole thing. I still have the video here somewhere, uh, uh, it was probably a, pi a pirated copy, but, you know, it was great. <laughs> sitting down and I kicked everybody out of the room I'm watching the match get out of here I want to watch the match as I shouting at the TV even though I knew the score but that was great and the hurling last year because you know growing up in the market like you know I mean your neighbour there Con Carney like that was his dream you know for the market to come back and you know he was the first guy I thought of when they won yeah. you know he just must have meant so much to him and McDaly and these fellas to to win a hurling championship and I mean you know considering he'd lost the year before and I thought you'd win that one you know with Tom oh man he did a job and you would turn that off but yeah I mean to come back then last year to win that I mean it's great because I mean there's such a you know there's a great history of hurling in the market like you know back in the 70s and Jerry Cronin winning three All-Irelands in the senior that famous Cork senior team so it was there's a great there's a great history there and I know it meant a lot to town I was thrilled when they won the hurling you know the likes of yourself now would begin to hurling Kieran Hayes a great friend of mine who'd be a big hurling man thrilled with that kind of stuff and that's you know that means a lot to a small place like the market like 
you know, because it had been football dominant, right? So it was great to see the hurlers win. Yeah, brilliant, Mark. So, Mark, we're going to move on now to the questions and um, we'll work our way through them. So, it, 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 the highlight of your career, Mark? Uh, winning the county with the market, no doubt. Um, you know, a lot of other good stuff there, but that one, I, as I said, when Mikey Connell blew that whistle, I, I can still see that, that, that moment. You know, boys jumping up on your back and fellas running from the sideline. And, you know, it just... It, it just meant a lot to the market and the celebrations not for a long time, but that was the one winning the county. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, it was your experience of playing with the division there, Mark. Um, well, again, look, I mean, first of all, it made me a much better player. I mean, there was no doubt about that. You know, you know, I had my ups and downs with John Fenton over the years a lot, and even Donny Keller really came in for a while in the end of my career. But he, it was amazing. He always knew what to make me tick. You know, John was a great man for giving speeches before games or meeting team meetings and all. And he always knew what to say to me. And at times I'd be laughing. Like, but I remember one time he just told me one one game. I think it might have been before Barra in '95, and he just said to me, "He says, Mark Sullivan, you owe me." And that was it. <laughs> and that's all he said to me. And I remember I got three goals the following week, and I was like, "Oh, Christ, how do you do that?" You know, he, got, he got inside my head, and it was weird. Um, but yeah, it made me a much better player. Uh, and uh, you know. I guess the experience too is the, the friends, the friends I made. Yes. You know, you know that's the one thing I'd always take out of the, the football. As you know, we talk about the great rivalry and the hollow and all that. But the amount of friends I have from Kish Game, Kentorf, Jim Tariff, great fellas, Rock Chapel, and we made the heads off each other. You know, probably, you know, the, probably the greatest lesson I learned in, in GA was, you know, when the final whistle's over, you park it. Yes. You know, and you move on because you don't, you know, you shouldn't be in there in the first place. And I think that's, I learned that at a young age, and I made a lot of friends over that, you know. <laughs> I, we were talking about that 96 match in Kishkeem, against Kishkeem, and there was a bit of a, a flare up, and I think myself and Tony Scandal started drawing belts, you know, it slaps more than belts, and yeah, I think I caught Tony, he fell, he lost his balance like, like a fool admiring it, and the next day I saw this big white goalkeeper's glove come around the corner, <laughs> nail me in the face, like, and uh, it, was, uh, it was Sam, and the... Uh, you know, I remember years later going to Kishkeem to watch the, um, I think the four mile road race in Borough Kishkeem following Ed Murphy. And uh, going in on Easter Monday, I've been in America for a few years at this stage and walked into the pub and someone asked me, Do I want to drink? <laughs> I looked around and I saw Sam in the corner. I said, I will, but only if Sam is in front of me. I said, Big roar and laughter. And then we had a great day, you know, just ball busting and talking about old matches and stuff. And that's that's the stuff I'll take from it. Yeah. All those the hollow fellas and things like that and great friendships brilliant um, your biggest regret Mark well you know we spoke about the 99 All-Ireland I guess but that's you know that was in a different level um, but the one close to the home that I kind of always regret is losing the All-Ireland schools final before Um you know as I said it was a miniature Dohalla team at the time you know Dohalla were going great it was great for us to see that we great, you know, Joe Carroll and Dan Elligan and the late Jim Fitz as well. You know, we beat a great team and Killarney team in the Munster final and then got to the final. We kind of, you know, lost, I think, 212 to 2-9. And that was my biggest regret. They were all the guys I went to school with. We fought, we played hard, we did a lot of things together. You know, and they're still all great friends. I got to know a lot of fellas, you know. And I think that would have been a great one to win. Mm. You know, that's one you would never take away from a bunch of fellas in, 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 in secondary school. And that one still that's that one still rattles me a bit, you know, yeah. shouldn't have lost it. You know, it's a shame. I know, I know. Um the best manager Mark you played under. 
Um, you know, there was a whole bunch of fellas in the market that managed me, right? Because you don't, you don't know anything about your club. But I suppose outside of the market, uh, Billy Morgan, obviously, you know, different class altogether. But John Fenton as well. I have to mention John and we. We had our ups and downs, myself and John, but he always managed to get the best out of me. Yeah. You know, and he, like his level, and Jerry Pat said it, I think, in Morris, his level of professionalism and his approach to everything was unbelievable, you know. And we always played well, and we were always looked after. And, you know, he, you know, and he's still doing it, you know, it's amazing. Yeah. And so was Billy. And so was Billy. Like, Billy had the man management skills. You know, people had an opinion that he had a bit of a hot temper and all that, but when you worked with him, he was unbelievable. You know, he knew exactly what to say. He knew exactly how what you needed. You know, he just he he she was and he's still doing it. You know, he was just a different class. Yeah, too unbelievable, un- unbelievable. Meaning, who've given some service to football. Um, your biggest influence, Mark? Uh, biggest influence, you know, at home, mom and dad. You know, and my brother. I suppose you know, Aidan was the footballer growing up when we were young. They won the under twelve county in eighty one. When that's what started me, you know. And my dad wasn't really into Jay, but he got into it when he and myself started playing. And of course, my mum, you know, <laughs> making sure that everything was clean, making sure that I was fed properly, everything was nutrition, everything was done right way before nutrition became a big fad. But yeah, yeah, you know, they were my biggest fans. And then I suppose from the playing perspective, then he comes in. I mean, you know, one of my best friends. Um, had to look out to me for a long time. Had to try and put instant words of wisdom in me. And if I didn't listen half the time, you know, I was a bit wild when I was young. And uh, but you know, he always looked after me. And you know, those those car trips up and down to Cork to training, just a few words here, a few words there, you know. And uh, you know, he was always looking after me. He was great. Brilliant. Um, what was the best advice you were given, Mark? Um, the best advice I was given. I uh, when you sent me the questions, I was thinking about it, but. I, the great Billy Barrett in Kentwork, you know, I used to love going to the shop to him after playing golf or after an examiner cup match or something. And, you know, Billy was used to be disgusted with me when I was playing full forward. <laughs> he always said I should be playing out midfield, but he, he always said to me, he says, Mark, my advice to you, he says, when you get out there, I said, express yourself. That was his big choice of words. And, <laughs> and it's funny, you now looking back, you know, he was, he was 100% right. You know, you had to go out there and express yourself no matter what kind of footballer we were because we were all different. You know, you just had to do what you had and use it and express yourself and he was 100% right yeah very good um, the best player you played with uh, I suppose you know I played a lot of great players in the hollow I mean you know the Jimmies the Niles the Dennys all that kind of guys outside of that at the national level I mean Seamus Moynihan easily the best player I probably played with and you know and probably Stephen O'Brien Stephen O'Brien was like a rock I mean when I played in 94, 95, 96 he was unbelievable Brilliant. Two good names there. Um, the best player you played against? I <laughs> You know, I, I played against a lot of tough fellas in, in Dohalo. You know, it's got a lot of attention. But, you know, great fellas. You know, you know, when I think of marking Carl Cohn or Dave Redden from Kentork, or I might be marking Donny Anglin or Morris Anglin from Kish Game, they're all great players. Philip Murphy from Rockchapel. You know, great fellas. Again, against though. Probably shapes my hand as well because I, I, far, I had the pleasure of playing with him at college and against him for Kerry. Um, never seen a man more driven and to be that you know skillful and strong and determined. He was he was probably the best to play against. Yeah, class act. Um, what player did you most admire from another team, Mark? Was there someone that you kind of stood out to? Yeah, an interesting one for you. Probably not not one you would expect, but um, you know, again in the hollow, great players, great battles, and I go back to those great teams. But the one fella that I always 
admired just for his tenacity and, and football was Donny Healy from from Jim Tariff. Um Donny and Danny used to have some of the best battles. You know, I'd always prefer to be watching the game than being inside playing it, just to watch him go at it. Like <laughs> Charlie Drake, who's always telling from Jerome Tariff, you know, he's always about Donny playing against Danny. And, you know, they were they were unbelievable battles. Like and Danny was like Danny was one of the best players in the country. But Donny, I was giving him a, giving up a bit of height. All right, but Jesus, Donny could play. He was he was he was a hard player, and he was you know he was the heartbeat of that Jerome uh, Tariff team. You know, when they won the championship in '95, he was he was a class act there for them. Brilliant. Now, Mark, your football team, um, the six players you played with, one from each line. So, we'll start off with your goalkeeper. Well, you know, I, I'd probably give a mention to the market fellas, and then I'll give you the hollow fellas, just as easy. Yeah. Fellas, obviously, Jim Morgan from the market, played with him from under 12, but brilliant goalkeeper, brilliant hands, great kick out, you know, unbelievable reflexes, um, great friend of mine. Um, hollow, Jerry Pat, you know, he was the best. I mean, he was, you know, at training, you know, came up against him a lot, and you know, he in training that guy was like he didn't like he didn't like a goal scored in him even in training. Like you know, he just had that mindset, and he was brilliant. Yeah, great time for Jerry Pat. Brilliant, two great goalkeepers there. Um, full back line. Uh, you know, all of the hollow. You could pick that that great full back line that won two counties. I mean, you could pick any one of them. I mean, Niall was unbelievable. Mark Morris Angle was unbelievable. And Sean, Sean Cullody. I mean, from, from an American perspective, I picked Sean because I marked him in training so often. And, you know, the fellas thought they'd take Sean for a cleaning. It never happened. You know, he was one of the smartest players I ever played against. And he taught me a lot too. You know, taught me a few tricks and stuff. The fellas were pulling jerseys and, you know, where to give a fella a quick flick and stuff. And, uh, he was uh, he was shrewd. Um, but from the whole perspective, I have to say, Morris Edwards, he was, like, to play in a county final 18, to do what he did for so many years. And, you know, a kiss game, you know, a legend. And like the great thing about Morris when he came for a ball, he came, you know, it was like a steam train. Just went through you, like that was it. You'd know it in training because I marked him often enough in the hollow training. We'd want we we did improve you actually because you knew you had to be off the ball faster and so you get going out of it. Yeah, he was he was unbelievable, you know. Brilliant. Um centre back. Centre back, uh, from the market you know, again we had great players, Tommy Brown, Sean uh, Liam O'Connor, John Paul played there for a while, Dobbs played there for a while, great players. Uh, Johnny Fitz, but Coulter was actually probably one of the most undervalued footballers we had. Unfortunately, he got injured a bit, you know. But when he played centre back, he was a rock, you know, and he was he was really good. And for Dohalla, the hard to pick, you know, Aidan Keane, Johnny was. But I nearly got Jerome. Jerome was a big time player, you know. I always said that a bit like Sean, people thought he might be taken to the team. He was never taken to the cleaners, and he was a big time player for Dohalla. Brilliant um, midfield. Well, midfields, you know, you couldn't pick anyone but any from the market probably, uh, which, you know, probably a little harsh and McCatchell and probably Dennis O'Brien a little bit. Um, for the hollow, Paul Murphy was as good as I'd seen. He was um, he was an unbelievable player. Went on to play for Kevin afterwards, you know. Great, great player and a great balance too, being left-legged when he was playing with Denny, you know, gave us a bit of balance around the middle of the park. Yeah, great player for Rock Chapel there for many years. Um, centre forward line. Uh, again, from the market point of view, McCutchell, uh, one of the hardest players I ever played with. But he, I, I, I got on great with Mick, and got on great with him on the field. I always knew he was going to put the ball, um, and he always looked after me, you know, especially as a young fella. And you know, the bigger the matches, the better Mick got. You know, as I said, he got two crucial goals and two Dahlia Championship semi-finals when we needed them. You know, he always had that thing about him, brilliant against Brian Dillons. So I picked Mick from the market. Uh, for Dohalla, Jimmy Dimmy, it's a no-brainer, really. 
best footballer I think I've ever seen play for Dala. Brilliant. And the full forward line, Mark? Uh, from the market, I'd go with John Bob. You mentioned him earlier on. The most, I think, the most skilled player we ever had, you know. Um, left leg, right leg, you know. Uh, that 93 team, he was, he was, he was, he was our man, like, you know. And Dahala, Niall O'Connor, I got to play with Niall for a couple of years, taught me a lot. And the great thing about Niall was, you know, I always knew if I made a good run off Niall, he'd pop me the ball. I, the amount of goals I got for Dahala from passes from Niall, like, you know, because he just knew what he was doing. He's a class act. Brilliant. So, your football team from the market, Jim Morgan in goals, Sean Cullity fullback, Kieran Quilter centre-back, Danny Cullity midfield, Mick Cottrell centre-forward and John Bob Sheehan full forward. And your Dahala line-up, uh, Jory Pat in goals, Morris England full-back line, Jerome Walsh centre-back line, Paul Murphy midfield, Jimmy Dinehy centre-forward and Niall O'Connor full-forward. That's some array of footballers. That's it. Hey, if you would the 12 minutes to get rid of a fair team. <laughs> <laughs> you would. Brilliant stuff, Mark. Um... Mark, what do you think of the game now, compared to your time? Honestly, awful. It is terrible to watch. Um, you know, I, I buy the, the go-go pass every year and I keep threatening not to buy it, but I buy it for the hurling, no, not the football. Um, you know, I, I, I fail to understand fellas training six nights a week and producing that level of football, especially into county, until you get maybe to the final or something. I mean, I watched two club games last year and I went home last summer and... It was unrecognisable from the game I played. Yeah. You know, I don't think I'd have played, to be quite frank with you. And I suppose, Mark... One you certainly wouldn't play the full forward line, anyway. No, but that was one thing about John Finton, like, the style of play he had was unbelievable, like... Yeah. Yeah, we, we played hard. I mean, there was a lot of pressure put on fellas. You know, we tackled hard, but when we got the ball, it moved fast. You know, we moved the ball fast. Yeah. You know, that still holds true today. If you move the ball fast, you can't defend against the football. That never changed, you know? Yeah. But... Very good. Um, are you still involved in any capacity? No, you know, I'd probably live a little too far away from Canton now. You know, wife gave me the choice of golf for football, so I chose golf. <laughs> Very good. Um, and that brings us to the next question, your your main interest now following your retirement. Well, you know, I mean, i got the girls. I mean, I coach a bit of soccer here in town in Southborough. The girls um, needs, needs class. Um, you know, I play a lot of golf still, probably too much or less is, but that's life. The other thing I love doing is travelling. Robert, I do get home a lot, but I do travel for work, you know, in the last few years alone. Like, I've been to China, Australia, New Zealand, you know, I would work and I go to Belarus quite a bit. But it's great. I love seeing other cultures. I love seeing other people, seeing like how they live and stuff like that. So I do like to travel. Brilliant. And we're going to finish up with the quick fire round, Mark, there. Your favourite pitch? Mantier. Brilliant. Two dollar final wins there. <laughs> yeah, can't beat that. Um, favourite position? Midfield. Midfield. Well, you know, but unfortunately we hate any country, so I never got to play there. <laughs> uh, your favourite score? Probably mentioned earlier on the goal I got against Carberry in 98. You know, getting a bit of too much verbals in the air, a bit of lip from the boys. And, you know, I'm delighted to put the ball in the net and let them know about it. Brilliant. The best score you saw? Uh, Jimmy Dinnehy, Castlehaven, 89, in the drawn match. Unbelievable. Saw the video of Dan Horgan's afterwards. I probably broke the tape card to watch it. It's just unbelievable. Pace, power, everything. But, you know, as I said, best player I'd seen playing Dollar. Brilliant. Um, most important skill in the game? Danny uh, <laughs> Cullis, you're going to laugh at this because keep your eye on the ball until you get it and keep your eyes on the ball. You know, because I had a fierce habit of jumping up and dropping my head and then you'd be screaming at me. But it is actually important. You know, even getting the ball, make sure the ball is in your hand before you start thinking about what you're going to do. Brilliant. Um, 
the best teammate? I, you know, again, go back to Danny because I travelled with him so much. But Joe Kavanagh, from a court perspective, was probably my best teammate because we had a great relationship off the field, but we had a great relationship on the field too in terms of I knew what he was going to do and he knew what I was going to do. So he was good. Brilliant. Are you still in contact? Yeah, last time I met him was in All Ireland final when Cork lost to Kerry 0 9, I think, you know. Yeah. Um, in the, if there was a transfer market, Mark, who would you go for? Uh, Brian Fenton. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I, it's, it's unbelievable how good he is and how calm he is and just what he does, just the way he does, it's unbelievable. And would you say he's the best player in the game at the moment? I think he's the most influential player because he makes that team double team tick. Brilliant. You know, they have great, they have great players, but he's around the middle of the park. And he can go up and down the field. He can score. He can defend. He's just unbelievable. Yeah, his re- his record is is phenomenal. Um, Rayardens or the Highland? You, <laughs> you you spent a lot of time in both of them, Mark. <laughs> I, I I think I share as in both of them. <laughs> I think I never got kicked out of Rayardens. I got kicked out of the Highland a few times. All right, my youth, but um, I'd have to go to the Highland. I'd stay home. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, your next big ambition. My next big ambition, <laughs> my way or is going to kill me for this, but you know, I'm still the boy from New Street in the market. I, I, you know, at some stage, I still see myself going home. What we'll see. <laughs> I might be home on my own. <laughs> I, I won't say anything. Yeah. Um, your idol, Mark. My idol, um, going up to me, Barry Murphy, obviously, Cork. Uh, first started watching hurling in the late 70s. I mean, you know, I, I remember crying when they lost in 79 to Galway in the All Ireland semi final because they were going for four in a row. Um, but then Kerry took over in football, and I'd have to mention Mikey Shee. I thought Mikey Shee was the best footballer I've seen growing up. He had the culture, he had everything the chip going over Paddy Cullen's head, everything. He was he was brilliant, Mikey Shee. Brilliant, Mark. So, Mark, I think that brings an end to the conversation. And um, I suppose I'd just like to thank you there for. For taking up the invitation, there, and this is the last episode now of this series. But um, great insight into your career there, and like there was a lot to talk about and a lot to get through. But you had an unbelievable career there with with Newmarket and with the Hollow and with UCC and with Cork and with Munster. So, um, Desi, I'm not going to go through your role of honour again. But like the, the amount of medals you won and the amount of accolades you picked up along the way was was unbelievable. So thanks very much for taking up the opportunity to to talk to me. Yeah, thanks, Robert. Uh, it was a pleasure. I enjoyed talking. <laughs> Probably talked too much, but um, you know, I just as I said to you at the start, this has been great, especially for guys like me. And I know Dave was on a few weeks ago, Exiles, and you're away from it a bit, and you get to hear stuff. You know, as I said, really enjoyed um, Mr. Noonan a few weeks ago, and you know, I, I, it's just it's just great. So. Really appreciate you doing this, and I think uh, most gales in the hall would probably appreciate what you did. So well done. Thanks, Mark. And it was just on that note. Now, um, I'd just like to thank everyone out there for supporting our podcast, there for sharing the links and for liking everything and spreading the word. Um, I suppose this started out in nothing a few months back, and we we're ten weeks later we we're, we we've a series completed. So um, I suppose I'm glad there to say that um, it's become a talking point and a topic of conversation across the division and further afield, and. I suppose before today we had over 3,600 listens there and uh, people are still only finding out about it. Uh, uh, Timmy Murphy there from Lawyer and David Quinlan from the market do a huge amount of work in the background and I suppose they deserve a lot of praise and thanks there. Uh, I'd also like to thank John Tarrant for spreading the, the word on the Corkman there and um, I suppose it, it's been great there to talk to some of the great players from the past and I've enjoyed their stories. I, I just want to thank all the players that got involved. Um, I want to thank 
the a few people there that kind of gave information to me. Um, there's books out there. There's history of the clubs. Donny Cronin there from Kish Game and Andy O'Connor from the market have been helpful there along the way. Um, and I suppose the other thing there, it's it's like it, it's a brilliant. Brilliantly competitive division there in the hollow and it's produced some quality over the years and it's great to hear about that again. Um, I suppose we will be back at some stage, I don't know when, but we, we hope to do a second series at some stage. Um, and I suppose in, in these uncertain times there, the stories from different clubs gave us something else to talk about and I think that was the best thing about the whole thing. So, just to finish, on behalf of myself there, Timmy Nees and Quinny, uh, we'd like to thank you for your support and your advice and your interaction and we'd say mind yourselves and mind each other and hopefully normality will resume in the not too distant future and we'll be by the time we're doing the second series here um, we'll be we'll be back into the full swing of things so thanks to everyone for getting involved Thank you for listening to Crossing the Line. Remember, this podcast is sponsored by Dairy and Engineering Services Charleville for all your engineering material supplies. Please check out Crossing the Line on Twitter and continue to like and share all our podcasts. All the best.